Welcome to Path to Story, a Warhammer Age of Sigmar Path to Glory podcast, where we focus on the lore, rules, and storytelling of narrative play. Thank you for joining us once again as we pitch our tents, set up camp, and share our tales from along the path to story. Your companions around the campfire this episode are... Hey, I'm Paul, but today I am Davilia Sundersworn, a jaded Templar of the Comet's Faith. I love that you just hear the Comet's Faith and you're like, ugh... I'm so jaded by this. Like, whatever. Just, uh, Ugh, I've been doing jaded. this since the old world. I'm not, I've had enough. Yeah. Jaded Templar. <laughs> yeah. It, it could be Gyronite. Mm-hmm. Could know. be. Oh, like That's actual oh, jade. Oh, like you're jade. right. Okay, yeah. Jade uh-huh. Magic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As in made of jade. I'm here for it. Yeah. See, or he mind, could just be over it. <laughs> yeah, well, in my mind, my first thought was... The the cults on Barogan have so many offshoots, and the big one now with the new Cities of Sigmar book is the Cult of the Wheel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but we mm-hmm. have a Cult of the Comet model from Curse City, so he's just from that cult, and he's just like, I can't. Just These like, wheel yeah. guys, These they're wheel weird. Guys. <laughs> Why are they popular? I don't get it. Like they're what's just the reinventing the wheel. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. they're they're uninventing the wheel. Like I, yeah. I already had a comet. Wasn't a comet good enough? It's still a circle. Why? Like, come on, come comet, on. The yeah, comet they're basically has a going cycle. wheels anyway. Like, what, exactly. like, why can't you? Yeah, why did you have to like one up what I've already done? Like, I was <laughs> yeah, going and, to begin with. And you know, the cult of the Great Wheel is an upstart cult anyway. Oh, I mean, absolutely. the comet's been there since sigmar came to the mortal realms exactly yeah. legend says even before so yeah. possibly yeah. possibly even before possibly. <laughs> this just makes me think not to talk about 40k but it makes me think of the um in the horus heresy there's the comet shrine uh mm-hmm. in the uh solar system that's like right the, the you know the kind of uh, memorial to all the people that fell during the like unification wars and it like orbits earth uh, mm-hmm. And that's very cool. Oh, I think comets are uh, awesome celestial objects. Anyway, um, who wants they to go are. next? I am Harry, but today I'm Krondath Tinderborn, graceful hunter of the Hungering Shoal. Ooh. Ooh. And like a sister location to the Hungering Step? Yeah, legally distinct. But legally, legally distinct. <laughs> legally distinct. <laughs> Shoal is spelled S H. O O A L L E for four. That's pretty. I, I like Tenderborn because, like, it yeah. uh-huh. leads me to believe like the family has a connection to Sylvanus somehow. But mm. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a burning tinder, so like yeah. they don't like. like <laughs> it's not a lasting connection. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, for some reason in me sparked the idea that it is a sea of oh, fire that is see-through. Yeah, nope. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the instead of waves, it's like the the spectrum of flame. Ooh, flame, yeah. The, the bed Ooh, of the water. Yeah. And, and that like, could be why it's hungering. It's hungering for tender. Exactly. Yep. yep. Consuming like the it's on a good yep. path here. I like this. <laughs> hungering for tinder. You heard it here first. I, oh gosh. <laughs> There's definitely an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> So it's Slanesh then. That's what we figured yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How many people are Tinderborn then? <laughs> I mean, that is a complicated yeah, statement. Ask, uh, I think we should ask maybe again move in on. another twenty years. There's definitely yeah, well, more we'll, Tinderborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sure. 
if you if you want narrative, like there's a lot of narrative in that <laughs> statement, but uh, I don't think we're going to pack it today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Quick, somebody save us. Um, I'm Will, but today I'm Ugdruk Spine Slasher. Guffa on you, stupid face. <laughs> Guffa on your stupid face. On you's on you's stupid face. Yeah. Guffa. Gaffer or guffer? Yeah, I was Guffer. thinking gaffer. And I'm like, Gaffer's I was thinking gaffer too. Yeah, because I, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, but no guffer. Hmm. All right, wow, that was excellent. That <laughs> is. Now I'm imagining an orc wearing like plaid, yelling four as he like swipes yes. golf balls <laughs> across golf course. Well, I mean, we've just been introduced to, I mean, in more depth, the concept of city ogres, which yeah. traditionally <laughs> destruction, but true. these ones live in. Maybe somewhere out there in a in a small alley in a big city, yeah. there's a city auric who's just yeah. trying to make his way in the world. He's got I a mini golf course. Yeah. <laughs> got exactly. a yeah. There is a city auric in the cursed city novel. No kidding. Ooh. Yeah, they use him as a, a bouncer at a bar because if the oh, vampires are gonna fight anyone, you want the auric to be the first right. to fight. Oh, I feel man. like I've read some insults. There's some soulbound stuff. I'm forgetting off the top of my head exactly what, but I'm sure I've like, yeah, that there's some like city destruction yeah. things that, um, or or creatures that we normally yeah. associate with destruction in the cities. Man, yeah. I am very excited for cities uh, for that kind of thing. The like kind of like off type sort of thing. Yeah, where it's like, oh, we yeah. have like, it's nice that ogres are so built in, but the fact that we already have oryx and like, mm-hmm. I just think that's, what great stories to tell. I love when it's True, not just like... Truly you know, cosmopolitan stories. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cosmopolitan. Well, Cosmopolitan. <laughs> oh my God. That's the name. That's the name of the city is Cosmopolitan. Wow. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Amazing. Well, uh, my name is Kieran, but today you can call me Chimia Law Cloak, Incompetent Apprentice of the Ancient Vault. Is, was that Lore Cloak? Law cloak, yeah. So L O R E. Yeah, yeah okay. It's hard that. to tell between that and L A W. I he 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 shrouds himself in the narrative in the lore <laughs> itself. In incompetence. Yeah. yeah and, and incompetence, yes. Yeah, I, I'm imagining a cape made of like books, but the pages ooh. keep falling out as he walks yep. along. Yep. Mm. It's yeah. like, you know, you were supposed to read those books, right? Instead of make a cloak out of them. And I'm like, nah, but look how it flashes in the sunlight. <laughs> we already have at least one model with a hammer cloak. Oh, yeah. So why, why not a cloak of books? <laughs> cloak of books. Hey. I, I just think... idea. Hey, there it is. Hey. I, uh, I'll go, go for it, Will. I was just saying, I feel like this character is what match players think of narrative players. That <laughs> yes. They're cloaking their incompetence in the lore. Absolutely. It's like, Absolutely. yeah, I'm not good, but it's narrative. But my it's narrative. books will protect me. <laughs> my books my books and my stories will protect me. I, I feel seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I also had settled on this name before we uh, just started, just prior to recording, when we had a whole... Uh, faff about where we discovered that i have not been using my microphone properly for any of the previous episodes so if i sound different <laughs> listeners this week um it's because i'm actually using the microphone yeah. that i've been talking into now for however many episodes so that's delightful you mean you're not cosplaying anymore 
Yeah, I'm not just cosplaying as a podcast uh, host anymore. Yeah. I'm now officially the incompetent apprentice of the ancient world, which is delightful. So, well, we in, in past episodes, we're like, yeah, Kieran, you can podcast too. And we gave him a mic, but it wasn't plugged in. There's a plastic karaoke mic. Yeah, exactly. Like when a kid comes in and is like, can I do woodwork with you too? And you're like, absolutely. Here's the plastic like Fisher Price, you know, like so that you can do it alongside the toolbox. That was me the whole time. I've now upgraded, which is great. <laughs> Delighted to be here. Well, we're uh, glad to have you. This is the first time we've had a full house for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. it has been a little bit. Yeah, it has been a little bit. The stars have finally aligned, and we are all back. And so, uh, what are we going to look at today, team? I don't know. Is anything new come out? I, I feel like if there was, we could just start with that. I mean. <laughs> I, if the, How about if there's one critique big. I have of Games Workshop is that they don't release enough things. So there definitely right. cannot have been any new releases since since we were last all together. Anything big? Anything or that big rhymes with big? <laughs> Wait, what rhymes? Oh, pig? Like the oh, new Oral models? Yeah, I, is that was, what you're... I was like, I was like, like, like Trump doesn't rhyme with pig. <laughs> but, but he doesn't know that. But he doesn't know that. That's very true. <laughs> Yeah, there have been a lot of AOS releases. I think we're gonna. Um, I think our plan is to to generally um, cover um, the second Dawnbringers book uh, yeah. here, but we yep. should also, yeah, definitely touch on some of those other the new models. And um, I have not been on the podcast since Cities released, um, and I have the book for it, and I'm very excited about all that kind of thing. Yeah. So it feels like a very very exciting time, um, as it always is, but especially uh, Absolutely. right now to be an AOS player, especially a narrative player. Yes. So can yeah. I take a hot second, because I wasn't on the Cities episode either, and talk about the fact that like the command group that we're getting, right, that we don't know the base oh. sizes for, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Huh? It's yeah. just straight up Mortal Citizens to me. Yeah, like, it really is. Yeah. It's like, oh, we did Mortal Citizens two years ago. There's about a two-year lead time on these books. Hey, look, yep. it's like a unit of Mortal Citizens. Like, how yep. cool is that, right? It's not just there. Like, they've thrown it in throughout the army. Like, here's mm-hmm. your relic envoy. Do you happen to make a messenger for your mortal citizens? Uh-huh. So now he's part of your army. My you favorite know? one of that is the the gunpowder guy that's running back and yeah. forth with Oh my god, it's such a great model. I can't wait for them to release. It looks so fun. Yeah. I, well, I took that to be just like a really nice Easter egg nod to those mm-hmm. who had the old handgunners. Because mm-hmm. that used to come with that fun little gunpowder monkey. The powder monkey uh, is one of the best. <laughs> yeah. <guns> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also have to do one more thing and talk about how I was a prophet when I made my Dawnbringer Crusade back at the beginning of third. Hell because yeah. Because yep. mine was from the Living City. Yeah. And so every 10th figure was actually a dryad converted yes. to be leading them in their worship of et cetera. Yep. So, oh, look, hey, we're getting a warrior priest every 10th yep. model in the box. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. So I'm like, I feel seen. That's all. That's seen. all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> They just listen to the podcast and we're like, ah, we could do something with that. That's a great, that's a great plan. There's yeah, so much in this army. But 100% claimable. <laughs> so I'm going to take it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, amazing. Well, it, it's funny. Yeah. You, so you, you talk about, um, uh, you know, our Dawnbringer Crusades. And of course, in this new book, it, we really are zooming in on the Dawnbreaker Crusades and particularly the Twin Tail Crusade. Uh, mm-hmm. From yeah. uh, Hammerhall, actually, and Gyrid. So, do we want to? Mm-hmm. How do we want to structure this? Do we want to jump into the story a little bit first, and then talk about things? Or, well, hmm. I think a function of this book, which is one of the things that I'm absolutely blown away by, 
is that you play the story like love yeah. it so much yeah so and and specifically you path to glory play this story yeah um so i think we can kind of do both at the same time a little bit love it yeah uh so and then there's a kind of overarching theme that i would like to talk about quick uh which is that it's, it's gonna sound like it's a complete aside which i never ever do i never no, ever change not topic never aside. that's not something i do <clears throat> but i'm gonna take twice. a moment here and do that um <laughs> And I'm going to talk about how when we get new models, I'm always far more excited about the ideas that I haven't seen yes. than by the ideas that are updates of things that I have seen. Yes. Because I, in my opinion, you can always convert what you can see into something cooler, right? Yes. So when you get a brand new idea, that sparks so many new ideas for me because it's not talking the same design language. So when you get a new army, it's just like, oh, I've never seen this before. Look at all totally. these different things that we can do, right? And I feel like AOS has hit the point where we are now doing that with the yeah. rules. Yeah, um, yeah. And in particular, point. in this book, um, we're going to talk about the Gearanite half of the Crusade and the Axion half of the Crusade. And I feel like we're literally just be given license to be like, okay, great, this is in the realm of life and this is in the realm of fire. But I'm just going to go up and make, for for example, rules about my Dawnbringer Crusade in the realm totally. of Olgu because mm-hmm. you've given me the blueprint now. Right, and, exactly. And, and it's it's amazing because I feel like that's exactly what this book was intended to do. So, And they laid the groundwork so well in, in mm-hmm. the first book too. I know we talked about that on the last episode, but really just how to... Not just tell the the story of your army, um, unique to your army, but how to tell the story of your army as it ties into this bigger story of what's going on in the mortal realms right now. And so they sort of prepped people to be thinking along those lines. And then now with book two, they've really, like you said, laid out a blueprint for here's how you can really tell a unique story that's part of a bigger uh, mm. epic if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like they were also sense. listening to the earlier episodes of Path to Glory because they're all about like, oh, you can fail completely the whole time, but still win. Right. Isn't that great? Like, yeah, uh, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I mean, we're definitely going to get into it, but I, I really enjoy that. There's a lot more tools to play with in terms of connecting your story between battles instead of like, oh, I did my battle. Here's my resources. Yeah. And I'm going to figure out why. Like, there's even more you can do with that. Mm. And with the the branching quest, we're going to talk about tying it in with other players. Um, like, for example, we have some new people in Madison that are learning to play AOS and they're kind of interested. And with this, I mean, like, hey, I'm on a branching quest. Is it cool if we do this battle plan? Right. Which it's how like Warcry worked in first edition with like yeah. their convergence battles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's cool that we're able to like tie into that a little bit more of actually working with these other people. And for them, sure. They don't have this book, but they're participating by being the person who's preventing me from playing this cool quest battle. Right. Absolutely. Well, and to me, a lot of what this feels like is they're pulling in some of these design wins that they've had in other systems and in other formats. You specifically mentioned Warcry, And I completely agree that it feels like a lot of that is coming through but in its own unique AOS spin, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Um, And then the other thing that they're doing is they're 
really pulling in what they've been doing in White Dwarf for the past couple of years as yes. well. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. And really exploring that in a new way. So I, I think that's really good. Yeah. Now, uh, of course, uh, I am an incredibly informed uh, podcast host, and I could never <laughs> dream of coming onto an episode without uh, knowing all the details about everything. But uh, for the you know for for the rhetorical uh, tool of for the sake of of this episode, team, let's pretend that I haven't picked up this book. Let's pretend that I have read basically nothing. Let's pretend that I uh, have only tangentially. Uh, you know, been been keeping up with it over the past few months. Uh, if I'm a brand new person who maybe has seen Warcom articles talk about this book a little bit, uh, maybe I picked up the last book, maybe I didn't. Um, I go out and I buy this book with the beautiful big uh, Troll King on the front of it. Um, what am I getting? What am I expecting? What does the book look like? So first thing as someone who's buying this book that you should be aware of is the majority of the narrative stuff in this book is tailored for uh, Cities of Sigmar players. Mm. If you are playing a City of Sigmar, you get the most goodies. Um, <laughs> that's not to say no one else gets anything, but if you're doing Cities of Sigmar, you're getting the most. Yep. So if you just got bought that brand new book and that brand new box and the cool command core and all that cool stuff, yep. there's a lot of cool things for you to play with in here. Because uh, what it's going to do is walk us through the story of these two crusades. Right. Mm -hmm. Hammerhall Akshi, Hammerhall Gyra. But the neat thing is it's not specific events. You're not playing mm. through the book necessarily. You're kind of following along. Um, mm. So you could be any Akshi and Crusade and any mm. Gyranian Crusade. You can also be those specific ones that are mentioned in the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because in, in in supplements we had before, there's always the like, um, we were talking briefly just before we started recording about like the Broken Realms. We, we had those, you kind of got the battle pack of like, hey, we're going to, we get the lore portion of whatever's happening. And then yep. here is, you know, three, four, five battle plans uh, for you to kind of play out. You know, you're playing the story too. So this is different than that. This isn't quite the like, you're playing yep. the story. You can if you want to, but there's also, yep. it's more free form in that way. And there also is that. Um, which mm. we can talk about later. Uh, yeah. But there's this cool new thing called Armies of Renown. And this Ooh. includes battle plans from the story that those armies were featured in. Wait, well, like you said top. Armies of Renown. I swear it was Regiments of Renown, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, but now it's bigger. <sighs> Instead of just a few guys, it's all the guys. <laughs> I actually don't think I realized that. Um, again, rhetorically for this podcast. Of course, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I have been. No, I had totally, every time we, I think I, even in the Warcom articles, I've been, I don't think I clicked that I was like, oh, wait, army, not regiment? Yeah, I think I had been equating them in, the, in my head. Interesting. So we now yeah. have a new whole renowned thing, army. Excellent. Very, very good. Yeah. So we can definitely talk about that. It features uh, later in the book than the, yeah. the cool crusade stuff. Great. Well, obviously, our you know our our sister podcast. You guys may have heard of it before. The story phase, like you know, they 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 do a great job of kind of you know uh, where we leave gaps. You know, we let them have you know um, various time to talk about some story stuff. So we'll we'll kind of talk about story stuff in this. Um, obviously, they did such a great job of covering it. So um, we'll talk about it as it kind of comes up. But yeah, do we want to get into uh, kind of if I am sitting here and I have my new cities of Sigmar? Uh, models or army or idea and I'm going to sit down what new toys do I get to play with you're saying for example if you had just bought the cities of sigmar starter box That's exactly it. and you're like hey I've got all these models and I want to exactly. assemble them 
Can you tell me how this book facilitates that? Because that's what I, I heard from you. That is yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost as if I'm in that exact position. <laughs> yeah, so I think what we can do is do like a quick overview and then yeah. break it up by crusade. Great. Um, Sounds good. So first things first, each of these, you when you start your army, you can sit down with this book and you get to pick. Are you battling an Axian Crusade or are you battling as like Iranian Crusade? And what that's going to do is change a lot of the Cities of Sigmar Path of Glory tables that you use. Oh, fantastic. Um, oh, we get more tables in this? More tables. Man, if anybody's heard our previous reviews of stuff, we love tables. <laughs> we do. That's why we do this. Yeah. Table table. <laughs> Truly. It's all, it's all about tables. <laughs> yeah. For Path of Glory, you don't flip the script. You flip the table. and we're Yes, <laughs> precisely. Um, specifically, uh, the cool thing is we're going to start using actually as an example. Um, all of your setbacks and blessings that you deal with at the end of a battle, they are now tailored to the realm of Akshi. Uh, and I was chuckling to myself while you were mentioning the story, Kieran, because some of these are pretty tied into the story in a very hilarious way. For example, one of the setbacks you get if you're in an Akshian crusade is called <laughs> the Angry Mob. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this, this is my favorite because it's a rule that like doesn't use keywords. You just have to go off vibes, but I, you'll understand in a second. You roll a dice for each unit in your army that has any wheels. For example, steam tanks. Just, if it's got <laughs> wheels. If it has wheels. If it has wheels. Um, so if you converted something that normally doesn't have wheels to have wheels, I <laughs> think you should. It, it still counts. counts. It's oh, a absolutely. wheel is a wheel. It absolutely counts. This is the rule of cool. Of course it counts. On a one or a two, the unit cannot move in your next Path to Glory battle because it has no wheels because the cult of the wheel came and took them. <laughs> oh my God, incredible. That's amazing. Uh, I'm imagining. How you... Go ahead. This is how you become a Jaded Templar of a different That's cult. how you become exactly. a Jaded Because you then have to carry. I've seen the models where they're having to carry people. So is that. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's. That's. Exactly why. Because she doesn't think a wheel should be used for something so mundane as transportation. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that makes, oh, I love that little tidbit. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> I can't wait to see the conversions for this because I want to see steam tanks up on blocks with, <laughs> oh my gosh. with flagellants running around with wheels over their head that they it's took off the steam tanks. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm cannot imagining... Wait metagaming this where everything that used to have wheels but no longer has wheels and can't move permanently <laughs> cannot move and becomes a scenery feature or, or it's being playing... carried by flagellants yeah, exactly. say, yeah this also feels like it's just begging to have uh, like a, a, a converted army that's actually just grots like this feels like such a like they just are stealing wheels like yeah. nobody can ever you just they're god love it amazing okay fantastic Oh, it's so good. Um, you also have your blessings, which can be uh, tied into it. So the the flip side is that the uh, those same cultists may actually give you good faith. Because in the story, it's like, yeah, they stole all the wheels off all the carriages. So but good. the army isn't moving slower because there's so much faith going on. Uh, just so, so much faith. Just 
how so much, much faith will, for Sigmar. How many so faith much. would you say are happening? I would say on a roll of two to three on a six-headed <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's called Unshakable Faith. Uh, Priests from the cult Umbarogan speak of your righteous cause and inspire the soldiery to hold firm. During your next Path to Glory battle, you can issue both the rally and the Inspiring Presence command once per battle without spending a command point. That's wild. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. Um, and like, I love that they took the cool setback table and blessings table, which in the Cities of Sigmar book is pretty much realm agnostic. Yes. And they're really twisting it to tie into this narrative. Yes, absolutely. Um, I also did forget the other cool thing. How silly of me. Since <laughs> this is an overarching like quest and storyline thing, you get even mm-hmm. more bonuses, such as crusade traits. Oh, brilliant. Which is a cool table. Uh, and you can pick three of these options and you can use them once throughout the entire campaign. Um, no, cool. Are all I know they previewed these on the Warhammer community. Are all three um, tied to a specific realm or some realm agnostic, some realm tied? There is a separate table for Akshi and a separate table for Gyran. Oh, nice. I yep. love that. It is, yeah, really nice. Um, so uh, let me find a good Akshi in one. There's so many good ones. Uh, there is bonded by fire. Nothing can cement the cause of an army better than the bonds of fellowship forged between its warriors in the heat of battle. Uh, basically, in the aftermath sequence, you can reinforce a unit and you don't have to spend anything. Amazing. Oh, man. Uh, but it's I... one for the entire campaign, so you have to like maybe wait till someone becomes a veteran and then do it mm-hmm. or something like that. I, honest to God, thought that in classic uh, Games Workshop, warhammer writing that was going to be like nothing bonds the uh, an army together better than molten iron like (laughs) (laughs) incredible um yeah so there's even like on top of just the regular path to glory management that you have going on there's this other cool thing uh that you can use to kind of tailor your crusade moving forward and I love that. I love that. That feels like, um, you know, you have like it's sort of it's so thematic, obviously. But it, like uh, in this, in the way of like you are uh, in each battle, you're having to uh, do all of the usual path to glory stuff of like, do I have enough supplies for um, you know my units? Are they recovering well? But I love that there's this overarching choices that you're making where it's it's once per campaign where it's sort of like you know, as, as these crusades go out from whatever uh, cities that they are starting at, you, you know, have a bunch of these resources and, you know, kind of a, a lot going for you. But as you go on, you're deciding when do we use these, like, when do we let these like things go that we really need to in this moment, but we won't have access to later. That feels again, very thematic of like an army moving through kind of the wilds of the realm um, and slowly getting lower and lower and lower on supplies as they go. <laughs> Speaking of that, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I um, want to make sure we cover it at the beginning here. Yeah. These We talked about how Cities of Sigmar has a really unique um, path to glory system anyway because you kind of have the whole Dawnbringer portion where you're out trying right. to fill the city and then you have the 
more traditional path to st- uh, path to glory, rather, um, where <laughs> <laughs> you are. Where oh, that's why we're called that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you know, slip of the tongue. Um, because uh, where you've already founded your city for these particular Action and Gyronite Crusades, does your army have to have already founded a city? So no. Oh, good question. You are specifically on crusade, and fun fact: while you are playing through this campaign, you can't found a city. Oh so, wow! When you uh, start this campaign, even if you were on crusade, you go back to zero. Yeah, oh. zero crusade points. Yeah. How about quests? And again, I apologize if we're skipping too far ahead, but my mind is on That's it. The yeah. next spot. Honestly. All right. So quests are you are doing this branching quest system. Those are your quests. Um, so the way it kind of works is for the action crusade, you start with the first battle seams of Emberstone and you're here looking for Emberstone and Mm. whether you win or lose, if you win, you get a reward and then the tree goes to the next battle in that direction. And if you lose, you go over that way. This is your quest you can't be doing your other cities of sigmar quests while you are on this crusade so it very much is distinctly tailored to you going through this which makes me a little sad because i really wanted to have a harbinger and the way this is you can't Uh, found a city and do a territory and get a harbinger while you're doing this but I'm not that sad. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, eh, there's like one teensy thing. Like, I wish it'd be like, you can't do yeah. territories or quests. You can get a harbinger. Yes. Maybe in book three, there's one of the options is you get a harbinger. That's true. We could absolutely see that. Yeah. So who knows? Well, that's amazing. That's very, very cool. Okay. So yeah. you, yeah. So this is kind of its own. I like, I, I must say, I like, like you say, there's a few things that maybe we wish here or there we could sort of add in, but I do like the really tailored experience. I think yeah. that's really, um, we, again, I just, I'm just comparing it to previous, uh, path to glory, uh, um, you know, rule sets that we've looked at from various factions. I feel like some of the best, of the, the ones that we sort of feel most favorably about are ones where they kind of, you're doing this very specific thing uh, yeah. and they give you a lot of fun tools within that space. So that's really cool to hear that. It sounds like, yeah, some of that design has worked over into the, these books. So are you earning crusade points? You are. So this book is considered chapter one of okay. the Dawnbringer Crusade series. Campaign. Oh, amazing. And as you play through these quests and do your different battles, you will still gain your crusade points. And, and do you the, roll on setbacks and you blessings? Do. You still have your setbacks, which can include losing all your wheels. Yeah, you get your blessings, <laughs> so good. Uh, which is having your good faith. So you still do all of that. Okay, um, great. They're just tailored to this realm. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, do we have you? You mentioned it was chapter one. Do we have any indication of how many? Because I don't. We don't know how many books there are going to be for the Doorbringer series yet, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the last timeline they showed only goes to winter, right? And there are two unrevealed right. Dawnbringer books. Right. Does it continue to spring? Who knows? Right. Because, yeah, because but Broken Realms is four, so four would be... T- but I, I'm, I'd i like to see them do... I, I think five could be fun. I, four, I don't know why. four would be typical, but in the last end of uh, end of edition, 
narrative series they did for Warhammer oh, cool. 40,000. Yeah. They announced five. four, oh, yeah. and there was a yeah. surprise fifth one. A secret fifth one. Yeah. I would also be surprised if this is like the end of edition narrative and it ends in winter when generally new editions start in summer. That's yes. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. It feels weird. I'm not sure if they're going to do that. No. Well, regardless, that's super exciting. So we know that we have kind of more to come in terms of this, the Dawnbringer Crusades, uh, the Cities of Sigmar kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, not only do we have more to come in Cities of Sigmar in this Dawnbringer Crusade, but we specifically have a call out that said, we're going to have more Path to Glory in Cities uh, of Sigmar, ooh, in Dawnbringer Crusades, in further yep. books as well, Good which time. is amazing. So Yes. Yeah. Um, so... To, to continue that, you go through this action crusade branching quest. Um, at the end, uh, you can complete the quest. And if you want, you can just complete the quest and then just go back to normal crusade. Mm. Oh, cool. Or you wait for the next book and continue the story. Mm. And if you wait cool. and continue, uh, there are rewards oh. uh, based on your crusade points. I just so, love the idea that there's a normal crusade and a extraordinary ooh, crusade, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> the special crusade. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, for example, the highest reward, if you have over 10 crusade points, you ask, are yeah. an exemplar of Sigmar. Mm. And you get one artifact of power and you add it to your vault, which is normally a quest reward, but it's on top of all of the other rewards you get that's really cool. During this quest. Yep. So that's super neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't do well, even if you get zero crusade points, <laughs> you may be downtrodden, but you not. No wheels. You have no points. <laughs> what? Do um, you think you play a Dawnbringer Crusade and just lose every game and never find your city? <laughs> that would never happen. That would, like, that would never happen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, even if that happens, you still get a boat. Like it's still a positive thing. They're not going to yeah. punish you even more. What is it? I think it's for the next three path to glory battles. Once per battle, you can issue inspiring presence without spending a command point. Oh, oh wow. Great. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we didn't do good. What are you going to do? Kill us. We're not going to run. Right. <laughs> We've got to- nowhere to run. Yeah, we're jaded templars you can't do anything to us (laughs) we're tenderborn okay you think you think that this is the worst thing we've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) brilliant um and yeah then i kind of skipped over the there are also just a handful of veteran abilities you can pick super sweet Um, so that's great so you get to the end of this and you have a bunch of new toys to play with new yeah New rules, new um, extra bits for your army that, um, yeah, they can either sit on their sit on their thumbs and wait a little bit for well, book three, or... or or if you play at the speed that some of us play, God, that's true. You, you might yeah. be yeah. a good halfway through your crusade by the time the next book comes out. I'll, I'll yeah, let you so. know how the battle between Teclas and Nagash goes as soon as <laughs> that point. Yeah, yeah, you might finish the three quests in this book by the time the series is done. Exactly. Yeah. By the time we get to fifth edition, Age of Sigmar, I might finish the. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I really like the um, the blessings and the setbacks. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's super flavorful. It's something they did in Cities of Sigmar as well. Um, mm-hmm. I love the branching quest. Uh, I think that's super yeah. fun. Yeah, that's so fun. 
some bespoke battle plans and stuff for that, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, the veteran abilities are actually the thing that I'm the most excited about because as you guys talked about in the last episode, when you were talking about the Cities of Sigmar book, right? Like you get these cool veteran abilities where you're like, I'm the guy who helped found the city. Like yeah. my yeah. unit, right? And so cool. that becomes a part of their story. Well, if you play through this Dawnbringer Crusade, you can get some of these veteran abilities for playing through the story. And again, it just really adds to the narrative. Right. And it you can't get them anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. And and what it's doing is it's, you know, for me, it's showing, look, I went through this space and time. I went yes. through these yep. moments of design. Yep. And then you get to carry those veteran abilities with you forward. Yeah. It's just super cool to me that like it really is. It's like campaign patches or, you know, Boy Scout. Yeah, exactly. Patches, you know? Like this is how cool this unit is, right? You yep. know. So, right. I love the idea of like you can even do sort of represent that in your modeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you yeah. can you can add a little patch, like paint, just just a small little thing on to kind of yeah, represent these guys are the ones that they're the founders of the city. It's yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing with these veteran abilities is it, it does tie into the story they had for the Hammerhall Crusade in Akshi. Because mm. the, the narrative is they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to Akshi. We're going to found a city. We need to go fast. We need to go hard. We're hot headed. We're hot tempered. Let's charge. Doesn't necessarily work out for them. <laughs> right. But it does tie into their veteran abilities. Um one is like define invaders. You add one to your attacks if you're in enemy territory or oh, there's oh, increased cool. charge. Oh, love that. That's amazing. So yeah. It's it's furthering that idea of like this crusade hits hard and fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Encourages you to play that way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I love that because it's not just um, like past battle tome ones. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, your one unit type of bow snakes are they're better at doing bow snake things. Yep. It's like, no, this is your army's theme is yes. being reinforced, yeah. not totally. just a unit's theme, which yeah, I think I is that. a cool little difference they've done. Very much so. Love that. Okay, so we heard a little bit about, do you have anything anything more you want to say about the Akshi side of things? Yeah, so actually, um, before we get to that guy, Rand Crusade, I was going to say my Cities of Sigmar, I'm definitely going to be using the Akshi side. Love um, it. Because my narrative is it's my Hopgratz. They are going into Olgi, Olgu, almost at Olgi. That's going to make sense. I stuff. kind of like that they call it Olgi. That, that, I like that. Yeah. So they might even more because they're going into Olgu, but specifically uh, they're looking for a different type of Realmstone that's like part Olgu, part mm. Akshian. Love it. I call it Smokestone. Smokestone is very strong. So it's going to be very like fire themed. So Love it. I yeah. may look to see if I want to find like Paul had mentioned like an Olgu setback and blessings table. Yes. Or just take this straight and just play this as is. Totally. Um, there is one setback I wanted to call out that fits perfectly into my narrative. Because um, the Smokestone, the way they mine it is it glows in firelight. Oh. And that's the only way they can find it because it's like it looks like obsidian and or it looks like coal yes. in a black mountain. So like right. it looks like a normal rock until you turn the light on. But if you accidentally crack it open, it's very flammable. 
So it's as is befitting of, since they're from Akshi. Yep. And something Hobgrats would do. So <laughs> one of the setbacks for Akshi is fiery winds. Yes. So instead of running low on ammo, it's during your next Path to Glory battle, each time a friendly Ironweld Arsenal, Free Guild Fusilier, or Iron Drake unit shoots, you roll a die. And on a one, you get D6 mortal wounds because it's going to explode. It ignites the, yeah, the powder. Wow. So I really want to use that for like, oh, my Hobgrats, they're using the smoke stone and it's going to blow up in their face. It's such a good idea. Um, Yeah. And then... We didn't really do a hobby section, but part of my hobby is, as you can behold, my beautiful griffin. Um, oh, that oh is my not, God. Uh, it's a big pig. Uh, Listeners, this is a sight to behold. Um, it, I just put Andrasta's wings on it, so it's like yeah. it's they're small in comparison to that the giant orc. Honestly, so fitting, though. Like, that is exactly... It flies because we believe it flies. Yeah, yeah it's running really fast. That's how all stuff works. Wow. You and really then on the side the of that, yeah, there's a hobgrout on one side and a horn of a shook flamethrower on the other. Oh, sensational! Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So when you were joking about city orcs and yeah, orcs in your cities, like my You're command like, group, mm-hmm. I'm using the limited edition, <laughs> um, cruel boy shaman. He's going to mm. be my oh. cool shepherd. Fantastic. Um, so there's a lot of orcs in this army because it's Hobgrats and all of their various allies. And their friends. Yes. Yeah. Well, and now we know what happens when pigs fly. Exactly. There you go. They said I could have a Hobgrat army when pigs fly, so I went ahead and did so it. So you went ahead and did <laughs> so it. Yeah. I, so I pulled the wings off in Draster and stuck them on the pig. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so oh. I, like I had that already in mind and all that lore and all this narrative. Yes. And then they're like, and here's a book about Akshi. I'm like, done. Give it. <laughs> done. Perfect. Perfect. There it is. Hand it over. Uh, I'm also loving that um, you could use that as a counts as for the new uh, Chimera um, yeah. general. <laughs> Just the Easily. is brilliant. <laughs> it's very, very good. Yeah. I love that a lot. Yeah, it helps that it, it's on the same base as the martial <laughs> art griffin. So yes, like, I didn't yes. need to do anything crazy with it. Amazing. That's incredible. Um, now we shift our focus to Gairan. Love some Gairan. Um, Can I yeah. just... Oh, quick comment on the Trug model before we... Uh, well, because it, it's related to um, Gairan, but I loved... Yeah. I was like, the portal on his back um, has all of the... It has six different like realm markers on it. Of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what I loved was like... The middle one is bashed out because that's um, Azir. Uh, and, you know, during the time where, you know, Sigmar lost his hammer and then retreats into Azerheim, um, closes all the, the realm gates so that nobody can get in. I love that this is like a little, we've like, we're seeing that on the model, like that the Azir stone has been knocked out. So presumably you can't access it anymore, which I love. Yeah. Um, and then I, again, love that it was like, uh, cause at first I hadn't read any of the articles about where mm-hmm. Trug was or where he was based. I'd just seen the model. Um, and then I was like looking at the little things and I was like, wait, what, what, what's missing? Oh, Gairan. Oh, he must be from Gairan. Like this portal must be based in. And so I just loved I, that little bit of environmental storytelling. Again, those small details on that model was just like, so good and i can only imagine what that model looks like you know in person i I, yeah fantastic uh it's funny you mentioned that he's from gyran because you're 100 correct and there is a crusade in gyran 
That's Love not where, it. Is it Trug's Crusade? Nope. That's not where he shows up. <laughs> he shows up in Akshi, by the way. Oh, he did? Wait, does he really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> he, uh, Braggit Rabble Rouser, also known as Paul, uh, yep. lights him up, and he chases him through a realm gate. Oh my god, brilliant. And doesn't know what's going on, and, and just starts... He's like, it's not hot, and he's got a headache, that much I know, and he's, he's hot. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Okay, so I would love to hear more then about our, yeah, our Hammer Hall um, Guy Ran Crusade. Fantastic. So uh, you've got your Crusade traits again. These are going to be specific to uh, Guy Ran. And so Hammer Hall Gyra, narratively and even in the rules, it's all about just having a lot of people. It's like the mm. breadbasket where the agriculture is. And what was happening in the Harbingers book was all of these smaller settlements were getting taken over. So everyone was coming to the big city. Right. So they have a basically endless supply of soldiers. Sure. And so that's kind of like how this like works. You've got either bountiful resources, yep. um, which just gives you like everyone gets more glory. Yep. Um or you've got like healers and wellsprings and they're very much more careful mm. because in the story, it's not as industrialized as Hammerhall. Right. They don't have right. as many cannons and not as many fusiliers. They're all about the ground troops. Totally. Um, so I think like, that's cool. Like they're already differentiating that. I Again, assume... like you're saying, yeah, they feel different to play. Like they yeah. feel how, yeah. And it's like, the cool thing is I've been mentioning like, oh, this is your Akshi Crusade and this is your Gyran Crusade and there is a sub-faction that is Hammerhall Akshi and a sub-faction that is Hammerhall Gyra. You are not locked into those. Oh, cool. So, like, I'm doing Hammerhall Gyra for my Akshi Crusade. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a Hobgrat Swarm. Yep. So I want those rules. But narratively, it's an Akshi Crusade. So... So any sub-faction can come and fight in these two realms. Yeah, if, if you want your mounted uh, Gurish Crusade that I know you've been working on, Harry, oh, you yeah. can pick either <laughs> one. Uh, they will definitely return to Akshi, where uh, the ancestors of my marshal originally immigrated from when they moved to Gur. That is nice. So they, they're Gurish, but they have Akshi and like, ancestry. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it's funny because before they started talking about all these different cults on Brogan, I had already written up a uh, a Sigmar cult that had interpreted through them them having fled or come from Akshi or from Azir into Akshi with the um, the Realm Gate Wars and settled in Akshi and had sort of founded this cult of the uh, celestial flame. Oh, mm. nice. And so they were a Sigmarite cult that was distinctly Akshian. And so I had all my flagellants painted up in like blue and oh, orange. That. Yeah, that's so and, cool. And so the noble house, the house cinder skull was orange and white with black skulls on their uh, motif. So and cool. then I was having them further spread into Gur, and that's where they had finally settled 
and uh, and now they're, they're going back on Crusade to actually. Nice. I love that. Yeah, that it's right how the story just comes back around throughout the timeline of Age of Sigmar. Like it, mm-hmm. your story is progressing because cool things. Yeah, enjoyed, exactly. But also I the love, realms are progressing. Exactly. I love too that we that we have seen. Um, this kind of focus on the different cults uh Umbrogan, like of the, the you know sort of sigma's church i love that it's gone from um just again as we've had more time for this world to develop and for and for um writers to write things and actually publish things that um i think what once felt quite monolithic especially because sigma is like exists in this world and you could theoretically go and like you know talk to him like he shows up occasionally i love that we've got these different cults uh now competing of um you know interpreting i just love that we we don't have to lose that just because we have um sigma's sort of like physical presence to whatever degree within the world now Um, and actually that in fact now we're, we're we can see why cities would would begin to kind of come into conflict with each other uh, or even factions within cities because you know they have such and such a cult or such and such a cult um uh that interprets sigmas being wills scriptures in different ways i am super jazzed by that i think that's so cool yeah yeah because it's hard to like have differences in like the faith when people saw sigmar Um, yeah well well, you can hey hey god you know like right there it's like it's (laughs) yeah like I love this bit from uh, Spear of Shadows, uh, but like I understand it's not the most feasible thing. Which is, they go to the city on the back of a worm, and one of the characters there talks to the locals, like, "Hey, how come you guys have a statue of a worm with Sigmar's face on it?" Like, well, because Sigmar is a worm. Sigmar's obviously <laughs> the no, worm, obvious. and he's just like Sigmar's not a worm. <laughs> And they like, well, how do you know? It's like, how, do you, well, yeah, how do you know? I'm from Azir. I'm like, oh, so you've seen him? And then he like kind of nervously like scratches the back of his neck. Like, well, right. no, I haven't seen him. Yeah, that's so good. But, like, but a friend of mine, a friend of mine, <laughs> he's totally <laughs> seen him. Uh, yeah, my friend who was walking down the street, and then Sigmar walked up, stole a French fry, said, "No one's ever going to believe you," and walked away. they have french fries in the mortal realms that sounds pretty sweet do they have ketchup though is the real question right what's a france um Um, france i literally just as you were talking harry and will i just came up i just was like "Ooh, i have a new cult idea which um anybody can feel free to just steal because when am i ever gonna actually do this but it's a cult of sigma based around the idea that um, the true hammer of Sigma is still out there. That the thing that was returned to him is in fact a chaos forgery, a fake. And so they're like, I don't know, the church of the true hammer or something. And they're still Ooh. crusading to go out into the realms and find the true hammer for Sigma so they can give it back to him. I literally thought yeah. that you were going to go full hog on this whole French fry idea and be like, I mean, Sigma <laughs> is Mr. Potato Head. He's so they've got I mean, potatoes again, and they just stick things in them and you're like, seen? this is Sigma today. Yeah, exactly. I am imagining the cult of the true hammer, like cultist, like I don't want to say his name, but doing an impression of a terrible podcaster, like, all right, warriors, here's what the elites don't want to tell you. Sigmar's true hammers out there. Think, think about it. Think about it. If, if it was his real hammer, he'd be carrying it. Not this other Celestin prime guy. That, exactly. Don't, don't believe what they're telling you. 
Listen to your own eyes. Listen, listen to your own eyes. <laughs> this cult has taken a dark turn. <laughs> it feels fitting though, because yeah, that is exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're, we're a real cult. We're doing it now. We're in the in the true sense of the word. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Amazing. Oh, so rich. Okay, we we got slightly distracted from Gyron. What? <laughs> were we doing a podcast? Or were we just like riffing huh? off the? I don't even know what's so going we're on. We're hanging out. Yeah, we just I want French fries now. Is all I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. Um. Yeah. So if you actually play a game in the Gyron Crusade instead of <laughs> getting distracted, um, you've got your new Gyron uh, setbacks and blessings table. Um. And so the setbacks are very much dealing with the environment. You've got uh, Oak Blight, which if you're a Castellite formation, it's going to mess up your save rolls because the wood oh. of your giant wooden shields is rotting. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, you got to deal with mists, just literally just a swarm of insects biting you and being annoying. Yikes. Um, there's something going on in Gyran called like the... I forget what the exact wording is but it's like the battle of torrents or battle of rainfall where there is nurgle rain that's corrupting and alarial rain which is cleansing and this the setback table doesn't specify it's just man there's a lot of rain there sure is a bunch of rain everything's muddy you're slowed down lose glory get out of here (laughs) i love Um, that yeah endless deluge and i like it because like Oh, you lose D3 glory points. It sounds like a very generic setback. Right. But it's narratively, they're saying it's because you are moving so slowly. Right. You can't get as much done. Yes. So I like that they're contextualizing what glory can mean instead of it just being like, well, it's basically gold, right? Yeah, right, right. It's just anything. Yeah. I'm just imagining a tree sinking into the storm right now (laughs) yeah and it's these little like flavor things where it's like i think that i you know i think that one of the best things you can do for a path to glory army is just as uh as you roll on these tables and get these results even just like writing down a quick sentence of like armies were hit by rain you know lost i just just little things like that because i think it really does it changes it from just being this kind of like um you know, very appropriate, great, good mechanical thing, but to the reason that we're doing it, which is like, I think to remember, you know, you just, just so you remember for yourself, like, oh, that's what the army's been through. And it, and it adds up. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really worth doing. Yeah. Like this, I mean, Citizen Sigmar in general, but especially this um, book really makes me feel like your like notebook for your campaign mm. should be in point of view diary form. Yeah, totally. Like on the 15th day of yes. Sig March. We Sig don't have Sig wheels. March. Our wheel would be amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Sigma. Oh, man. Go Sig April. Uh, Sig May. Beware <laughs> the Ides of Sig March. Sig March. It's September. September. <laughs> October. That's what but yeah, just like, about. you know, last week we lost all the wheels, like <laughs> the gold wheels. Okay. And then we finally found them in a pile yep. behind the cult tent, and they yep. said they didn't do it. They said it was entirely coincidence. Yeah, you're so right. And because I, I love that uh, even within I know we, you know, this isn't a podcast necessarily about the city's book. We've already done that, but there are so many of those point of view things in there. Like I yeah. love that, yeah, you're kind of you're giving these little examples of like 
yeah well you're so right i think that is exactly the way to do it and and like you feasibly could do that like with any army you could easily do it that way right but it's these extra pieces of Just narrative that they're it, yeah. giving you of, totally. oh, there is this setback that did happen yes instead of just you lost the battle and then you get to create the story of what happens in between they're Absolutely. giving you a tool of what happens in between yeah, so what you're saying sure. is I think that's so good with this whole like storms thing going on there narratively is a reason for one of your 10 members to have no shoes on is what i'm hearing god <laughs> yes, I don't you, know if i get this reference <laughs> the reference is that before the new cities of sigmar book the old empire models yes one dude was always kind of foot didn't have oh, shoes. Oh, sure. Yep, sure. <laughs> it's also why I was like, everyone, the Empire Greatswords kit is amazing and evocative yep. and super cool and has a great artistic design to it. Everyone right. kind of talks about every Empire kit in that same way. Yes. And like, oh, this is a, the Cities of Sigmar. It's a downgrade. They all have shoes. It's not a downgrade. <laughs> Listen. The cities can finally pay their soldiers to have shoes. Like, that's. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Clearly, clearly the elect accounts are lacking something that, that, that the, uh, <laughs> the leaders of the cities clearly have in droves. Yeah. Shoes, apparently. Yeah. Leather. <laughs> Leather. Yeah. Leather. Yeah. From Gur. Of course, Gur. you know, if you're in. Um, Shaman, all your boots are going to be made out of metal, and the leather is never going to be found. The most <laughs> uncomfortable, awful, yeah, shoes. They're the worst. Uh, times like that, you wish you were an Empire Greatsword, because at least then you wouldn't have to wear your metal uncomfortable shoes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you'd have an amazing mustache. Let's not discount yeah, the exactly. Which, exactly. let's be honest, there's not some amazing mustaches so much in Season Sigma right now. No, it's true. <laughs> but I've seen some great head swaps. Yeah, which fair. Keep them mustaches in the. I'm like, that's what green stuff's for, you know? Um, Amazing. Yeah, and then if you do well and you get to go over to the the blessings table, um, it's just like other benefits of being in Gairan. So you've got Jade Rain, so good rain that will heal people. Uh, Like, removes an injury for a hero or, like, lowers your casualty score. You... They say Sylvaneth allies, but it's the fact that the forest is like opening a path for you so people can move oh, a little cool. bit. Yeah. Um, and, and things of that nature. And it it just reinforces the play style they think a Gairan army would have. Right. While also tying into the, the lore and the narrative because Sylvaneth allies show up in the book. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, yeah, but... And then again, it, it's still not set to you have to play a guy ran sub faction so yeah yeah i love so do you what 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 do you have any ideas of like how you will um actify or hobgrotify something like the the sylvan f allies for for your yeah so yeah if i was doing it like if i was using the guy ran stuff that's a tough one um yeah because it's weird because i'm playing ha- like hammerhall gyra Right, not doing the Gyronite Crusade. I think it because it's like extra movement. I think I would do things that are fire related. Yes. Uh, right now, sitting at my desk, I have a I have a three D printed fire elemental that I was thinking of using for my Alchemite Warforger. But then I realized oh, I have yeah. Science of the Flame. Oh so yeah! I might oh, just amazing! Shoot that dude covered in fire and have him <laughs> be my Warforger. Mm-hmm. Um, and. As far as like allies go, 
the my army has accumulated allies throughout narrative events. So I think yes. it would just be uh, elven allies because they have yeah. elven allies from a, a certain region of Hish. Oh, that's like, amazing. oh, that's how they're going to move forward. They have yes. like lighter gear through. Trade yes. Oh, yes. Love yeah. that. So cool. So evocative. Ah, love it. Man, that that Alchemite Warforger is just asking to have his tongs replaced with a ladle and <laughs> and his yes. face replaced with a halfling head. Yes. Soup wizards. Yeah. Soup wizards. Bring in the soup. <laughs> what kind of soup is it, though? I think that's a real question. Is it like French onion or is it like chicken noodle? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, yeah. I, I, like I cast I cast cream of uh, cream of tomato on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as you serve me grilled cheese, we're going to be good to go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you have more than one, each one has a different soup. <laughs> or or you've got minestrone in your face. God, I'm obsessed with this idea now. You've got That's different tokens now, because it's like, because yeah. the Warforger, <laughs> he's got his ability that he uses, or he can cast spells, and then he's got yep. two spells, so it's like, oh, here's your, your mushroom token, your tomato token, your cheese token. <laughs> wow. It's clam yeah, chowder, amazing. but is it Northeast clam chowder or is it creamy clam chowder? Like it's a big difference here. There's a huge like, difference. Like, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? It's Caymanite uh, clam chowder. I don't even know if I want to, want to know what that means. Oh. You just pray it's not shy Yishin. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you have the, the branching quests that... So the thing with the branching quests is... You have set battle plans that you go through. Um, and some of them are battle plans that are in this book, but some of them are battle plans from the core rule book. And so even the core rule book ones are going to be different than the ones in the action crusade. So you're okay. You're always going to have a different experience between the two crusades and they Yeah, and they don't double up on any of these battle plans. So you're never going to go through that same thing that another player on the, in the other realm is going through, which I think is super neat. Interesting. Uh, the rewards are fairly similar though. Um, just putting that out there. So you may get the same rewards, but how you get to those rewards is going to be very different based on the realm that you are in. Oh, okay. Okay. So these branching quests, like, are there ever any points where like you have to win the battle to keep moving? Cause I know that was a problem with like the convergences in the first uh, edition of Warcry. Nope. Um, so the way it works is your first battle is your, it's a set battle from this book. And then whether or not you win or lose your second battle is one of two options. Okay. And then the final battle is going to be, regardless of whether you win or lose, it's going to be the second realm-specific battle plan from this point. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a diamond shape. Yeah, exactly. It's a diamond shape, and you just get rewards based on whether you win or lose. Mm -hmm. oh, and cool. the middle game is the one that is different. Okay. Does the final battle change in, in any way? Like, do you set up extra, like, defenses or have extra, like, supplies based on your win and loss tallies up to that point? Yeah, it's not something I can see. Sure, totally. Immediately. 
Well, I, I think with the setbacks and blessings already being yeah. in play, totally. um, that's going to change the feel of your, your final battle anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like, if you show up with without wheels. Without wheels or without <laughs> ammo. Yeah. Or, yeah, if you're showing up and people have healed miraculously between the battles, yep. like that's going to have a huge difference. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at these battle plans now, and they are sweet. I love them. Um, I'm so excited to get my hands on the book. And well, sorry, no, I already have it. Um, yes, so yes, you already to, have it. Uh, uh, read through everything um, that I already know again. Yeah. Before we hop over to the battle plans, just taking a look at the Gyronite uh, veteran abilities, um, which again kind of go into more of the army identity. Yeah. Um, so like one is like waste not want not. If you kill something, well, if it's good enough yeah, for could the be orcs, a wheel, yeah, you know, if you kill a Sylvaneth, yeah, and you have a wooden shield, and maybe you want more shield, take some of that yep. wood. <laughs> um, and it's basically just like you're you're salvaging supplies, and you get to add one to your save rolls. Um, nice. Oh, that's cool. The rest of the battle. Um. So you're, it's gear. It says gear and knight, but this is very gurish in my mind. Of like, does feel very just yeah, hacking like, apart the enemy yep. and then like just covering yourself in their armor and bones yep. and like running out back into the fray. <laughs> but you think you're knights, like you think you're really noble about it, and you're on some yeah. kind of crusade to like found these cities and amongst the lands of. You've God. got your noble. <laughs> you've got your noble lord, absolutely, uh, <laughs> who's definitely on a chimera, not anything nastier than that. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fierce battle roar, not a shriek. Yeah, as some people no. say. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely just Sylvaneth wood and not bones. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this would make a great faction. Somebody yeah. should do this. If there's only some sort of court for yeah, like people. If, on, if only we don't keep getting hints dropped of uh, hopefully a, a substantial release for that. So soon. This so soon. book did drop. It's not even a hint. It just is like outright straight up. Well, I know book one was full of. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. So, yeah, for those of you who have not listened to the story phase, one, do it. Two, um, <laughs> it's not a part of the Crusades. There's like a cool little section of like additional plot threads that we're going to just progress because we feel like it. That's good. Um, some of them are like Corgus Cole related or what's going on underneath Hammerhall actually in the first place. Mm. Uh, another name we haven't heard from a while, Astrea Soulbright. Uh-huh. I don't even know if I've heard that name she previously. was in the Soul Wars uh, starter box, the second edition Interesting. starter. And yep. her whole thing was like, hey, my job is to find a cure for why Stormcasts are losing their identity in the reforging process. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So she's digging around and she found this cool like history of this prince who could calm the soul with a single touch mm. and he's got this amazing home it's in shayish uh, but it's called the summer keep oh, and she's walking up to the door ab- about oh, to knock on the door of the summer king ushorin uh-huh. the courts. and it's like and eh, just before she knocks it like cuts off oh so it's wow. like <laughs> That's got to be the next book, it's right? That's got to be... Uh, I mean, it could be book four, I suppose, but yeah. Oh, that's so good. 
So who knows? But they're definitely yeah. hinting at it. God, yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, um, yeah. I know every time it comes up, I think of you, Will. Anytime there's like a new... Um, uh, um, God, the, the the engine what's it called the, the, the rumor engine yeah rumor engine yeah every time there's, it's like a remotely ghoulish thing i'm like oh, will in the summer there's so many yeah. i'm just like yeah come on it's, we're it's, it's there. right there we're <laughs> um yeah we're fingers crossed hopefully soon i know they might i th- i think they're doing a preview event at like the next like the final u.s open or maybe they're yeah, doing October, a one-off. i think right yeah because there's just yeah. not there's not many normal preview events left between now right. and winter when the next unannounced book is coming out per the timeline. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to move on to the battle plans that are in this book. Um, so I mentioned uh, that when you start a crusade, there is a specific battle plan. And when you, and the chapter, there's a specific battle plan. Uh, for Akshi, it's a return of like one of Paul and I's favorite types of battles, which yep. is they call it, it's like a small quarter type battle, is like mm. how the mechanic mm-hmm. is defined, which is you split the battle map up into 16 pieces, you divide mm. it into your four quarters, and you divide each of those into four quarters. And you're just playing bingo. Mm-hmm. Oh, each amazing. Turn, oh, nice. Each turn you can <laughs> capture one territory. Yes. At the end of your turn. And if you have four in a row, like vertically, horizontally, or diagonally, oh, amazing. you win. Yeah. Um, and this is basically just that, but they also. No, yeah, there's nothing crazy special. It's, it's literally just you're playing bingo while you're killing each other. Amazing. Um, <laughs> it was like a, Paul had mentioned, like, oh, they're taking things from the White Dwarfs. This had been in uh, one of the White Dwarf campaigns we played, and they made it into the big book. Brilliant. Maybe because they had positive feedback. Who knows? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I love maybe it. Maybe on this show. Maybe on this very show. <laughs> um, but it it also ties into the narrative of this crusade, which is like, if you are the crusaders, you're going out and you're taking territory, and everything with the actual crusade is like moving fast and moving hard. And so it's just this forward momentum, like, oh, yeah, we're starting right. in our territory, spread out, grab everything, keep pushing, don't let, don't give any ground. Yep. And then based on whether you win or lose this battle plan, you have a, you know, you get your setback or you get your blessing. Yep. You have to go on to the, the next battle that is determined by whether or not you won or lost. Um, so it's very much promoting that aggressive play. Yeah, that's really cool. And the thing that ties specifically into how Cities of Sigmar works, um, you only get crusade points if you are in enemy territory. So you can't just like sit in your territory yeah, and no. take those four. You need to go. And There's no gun line here, right? Like that yeah. we've seen in the cities where some of them it's like, you know, you're set up with all the big this is a this is a we're rushing the enemy. We yeah. have to get into their territory. Yeah. So, love it. That's still one of the wildest parts of Cities of Sigmar <laughs> to me is You've got these mechanics that work really well on defense. Yeah. But on campaign, you've got to get out there and grab yeah. one. A, a narrative Cities of Sigmar player and a match play Cities of Sigmar player are going to play very different games. Very. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Which, I mean, it's true normally. But yeah. this is not just like a matter of like what is important 
playing right. deal or anything. It's literally like, no, my army has to move versus the gun line's the best option. Like, yes, absolutely. Very different objectives. Yes. And I love that. Create more division between us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drive bigger rocks. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the the final one is <laughs> everything's on fire. Probably, you know, ties into the story about how Trug and everything gets set on fire. Oh, Maybe. uh-huh. Maybe. Um, so you've got you, literally the Crusader, you've got like the territory and like the middle is all yours. And then the attackers are like in the flanking corners. Oh, okay. And uh-huh. you've got burning supply carts. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh-huh. They're just on fire and you're racing against time to oh. try to put the fires out while you're I being attacked. That. Oh, oh wow. I love how thematic that is. That it's, is immediately so cinematic. That's so cool. Um and yeah, the attacker all they need to do is just like go in. They can break that like you can just attack the supply carts if you yeah. want and all this yeah. stuff. So it's like if like normally if you have a book and your book has a battle plan, the, you, you're asking someone to play with you and they're kind of tagging yeah. along. Like, sure. oh, I'm going to do right. my heroic last stand or I'm going to do this. And this is like, hey, you're an orc player. Would you like to yep. raid all my supplies real quick? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a great... Like, so well, yes, I would. The begins and everything's on fire and then you get to make it worse. Would you <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Does that sound good to you? <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, and I think they do a good job of that. Like with these battles, I've been noticing a lot more recently of, sure, this is the battle plan for the person who owns this book yeah but the other person gets to have a lot of fun too I, um, it just because it really does make it easier to play that kind of asynchronous campaign where you can you know wander into your local game store and you know maybe it's somebody you know maybe it's somebody you don't um but instead of just like hey would you come and play this with me for this specific way because i need it for you know the thing that I'm doing. And and, yeah. and obviously a lot of people are very happy to do that, but I just think it's an even easier pitch to people. If yeah, you get to <laughs> do this really fun, right. like, Hey, here's all these crazy rules. You wouldn't only get to play with that. You get to do interested. Like, again, I think that that is also a really good idea. Just a genius uh, bit of design work. Yeah. Um, Cause I said like, Oh, this reminds me of a uh, first edition war cry, but one of the yeah. downsides to that, and first edition was always like, hey, I'm trying to get a monster. Instead of you progressing your narrative, can you play this big monster for mm-hmm. me? Totally. Um, yeah. And so I think they also like took the feedback that probably the Dogs of War Cry people gave them. And yeah. And like are making these like you can see these adjustments being made as so more cool. books come out, which is you really cool. can. I mean, I don't know for sure who the the guiding hand is behind the uh, Dombringer series. It's um, Paul. But, <laughs> but I know that, that in the uh, core book, Sam Pearson was very involved in this edition's Path to Glory uh, system. And he, of course, is also the, the, the genius behind Warcry as we know it. Yeah, um, yeah. And you can really see a lot of his inspiration bleeding over into um the the Dombringer series yeah no for 
sure. And you could even see the crossbleed because the second edition Warcry quests is the Path of Glory system. So you're seeing like what is working and what is not working being adapted as these both systems move forward, which I think is super cool that they are. They're not just like sticking with something. Yeah, they're, they're still tinkering and they're not waiting for fourth edition AOS to make some of these cool small changes. Right. And, and narrative's not just tacked on to yeah. the, the rule set. It's it's its own living, breathing uh, set of rules for for those yeah. of us who really enjoy that sort of thing to to fully explore and enjoy. Not only is it not tacked on, but it's actually driving the match play as well. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. It, it is integral towards kind of understanding what's going on. So I, I think that's mm. amazing. Right. Yeah. It's so exciting to see the teams like innovate on each other's successes as well, where what works in one system is not just ported across to the other system, but then is developed more by that team. Um, and then it means that we get this cross pollination where it's like everybody is just going from strength to strength and coming up with it's just it, yeah it is it's just such clever design and I'm so glad that we have examples of um, studios very clearly talking to each other um, because we're seeing the fruit of that uh, play out in every new product release like it yep. is so good it's so strong. After just talking about how well they make these books, I noticed a typo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the, it's, not a typo, it, it's an Easter egg. Well, it it, it points no, you to the wrong battle plan. I'm uh, like, wait, oh, sure. why why does the Gear Knight Crusade end in the same firestorm? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a second, this that's not right. It, yeah, because it it lists that awesome Cinderstorm burning supply carts as the final battle of the Gear Knight Crusade. Yes. But then there's a separate Gear Knight Crusade battle plan that's never referenced. So, like, how do I ever oh. get here? Yeah, listen. If you're playing the Gear Knight Crusade and you're in your final battle, use the battle plan in bloom on page 67. See, this is the content you are not getting anywhere else. Yeah. Right? Like that is why you listen to this podcast. Out of the four battle plans, you're gonna know which one to do now. So we're good to go. Right. We'll put we'll put the uh, the the timestamp to that yeah. Easter egg in the in the show. Yeah, notes. right. Exactly, exactly. Half the story exclusive. No exclusive one will even think about here. talking this. The only well, place you're gonna get it. I I remember, um, like months after the core rulebook came out or a, a battle tome came out, I remember like po- posting in our Discord, like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. I think it's wrong, and then like. I remember that weeks happening. later, yep. the fact came out. I'm like, okay, so they are paying attention. <laughs> You're like, good, good, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, don't be surprised if you see a fact with that. Week yeah. that two weeks after this episode comes out, they're like, oh, 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 oh by the way, <laughs> we got them. But like, how cool is it that we're getting this full on like four new battle plans? Yeah, wow. in addition to new mechanics, in addition yep. to realm yep. specific yep. Um, rules like it it's just amazing as far yep. as i'm um, concerned yeah i love it and this this is the first gear nope. battle plan is it's called lifelines but it's a war of attrition mm-hmm. um, the battle plan the map is split diagonally mm-hmm. and then whoever has more models within one inch of that diagonal line like gets objective points for that turn oh, so but wow. at the start of every, every at the end of the battle shock phase, 
So uh-huh. after people retreat, oh yeah, sure, you can heal people or Amazing. bring back models if they're within one inch of that line. Because you're at the supply lines. You're so like, like, well, because they they say it's like a ley line of gyronite right. energy. Gyronite magic, yeah. Because uh, the ley lines, they're playing a role in the story a bit more, especially yes. with, um, like the Seraphon, because they have the Astro Matrix, but Trug yes. also plays into the ley lines because he can see them. Oh, um, so they're yeah. becoming more important. Oh. So you're literally just everyone's lining up and they're hitting each other and. It's great. It's the uh, if you can't come up with a battle plan, yeah, this is the one most people play That's anyways. And now the, it's official. Right, truly, yeah. <laughs> now it's official. Yeah. Now it centers around Gyronite magic. Yeah, exactly. And I love the ley lines because that's a nice callback to the Dominion novel, which mm-hmm. kicked yeah. off this. You know, that was a big part of what they were doing. So. That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, yep. I like that a lot. And then I'll be honest, I hadn't read the the final battle plan as much because I. <laughs> I must have noticed the typo before. I'm like, I don't need to read the last one. It's fine. Yeah. Um, You're like, well, nothing had directed me to read it at that point. So, but it is about instead of like burning supply carts, it is like a fertile plain, and mm. it's literally a harvest. Uh, oh. At the end oh, of that's it, cool. It, it it's also splits everything into the map into sixteen parts, and then for each small quarter you control. Uh, you roll a die, and that becomes your seed score. And it's, oh, we love <laughs> you're, that. you're gathering seeds. All right. Um, so it's it's kind of a similar mechanic to like the bingo mechanic in that you're trying to capture the small yes. quarters, but you're literally just harvesting. Um, spreading out as much as possible. Which is funny um, because Domir in our Discord, who is uh, Vint, I'm pretty sure, from Dogs of War, he was just talking about how he wanted to do a gardening miniatures game. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I was reading L- some of those messages. Little did he know that Games Workshop beat him to the punch. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got you, like, Come on. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And then that does wrap up the actual crusading portion of the book. Um, yes. it, it covers all the battle plans, everything you get. If you want to play along with your city's Sigmar Crusade, yeah, that's everything. But, but wait, not more. Everything in the book. Nope. Yeah. So I, not, let me just say that close. I obviously, as someone who's read it all, would have been entirely satisfied with everything we've just talked about. But I right? can't wait to rehear what you're about to tell me. So there, I'm going to describe it in the order the book presents them as, okay. uh, because I think that's fun and cool yeah. realistically i would have organized the book differently mm-hmm. uh, you heard it here first but Tell after, them how so that we'll see it next time after you do those crusade battle plans there are things called story battle plans oh amazing and this is what i was talking about before about how there are specific events in this book uh, that you can play very at. cool yes so there are four of these uh first one is the book has a bunch of ko who their flagship had crashed and they're just like helping out the Stormcast and the Crusaders because they owe them like, Hey, you helped us when our ship crashed. Right. You're playing immediately flagship down as this group that's known as the Grunstock Expeditionary Force. We've, and we've heard of them before, right? 
we know the Grenstack, but yeah. this expeditionary force, it's almost like an entire army um, that is renowned, um, <laughs> known across the realms. Known across the realms, the whole army. Yeah. So we'll, I'll get into more of like th- what these armies of renown are after the battle plans. Sure. But the idea is like, this is an event that happens in the story and you get to play it. That's right. Um, okay. They don't have a specific enemy in mind when you're playing this mm. battle plan. It's even though in the story, it's like they're fighting mega gargants. Yeah. Here it's, you know, you have one player is doing Kago, their ship crashed, they're gathering supplies. Another player is the person trying to stop them. And oh, yeah, sure. I like that. It's not like how it was in broken realms of, Oh, it's Nagash versus Teclas. You have mm. to play those armies. Yeah. We right. would love it. If you include those generals, this is, Hey, this is a specific type of army yeah. that happened to have also done this thing. So anyone can have their Grunstock Expeditionary Force have their ship crash. It's really clever. Yeah. Um, nice. Um, and this is one of the armies of renown that doesn't have a specific hero tied to it. Mm. So it gives you a bit more narrative freedom. That's really cool. I like that a lot. The next one is called. It's specifically named after something that happens because it's Fort Gardas must fall. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. 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 I won't say whether or not it does fall. All I'm saying is <laughs> only is that it, it must. It must. Is it must. <laughs> um, and this is if you are playing as King Broad's stomp oh, and you amazing. have King Broad in your uh-huh. army. So it's it's a basically a siege battle, but yeah. It works differently because instead of people trying to climb walls or people trying to destroy things, they're mega gargants. They're just going to break it. Amazing. Um, And they have this cool thing called channeling the great stomp where they're literally stomping to break like the magical defenses of this place. Ah, incredible. Um, God, I love gargants. They're just great. It's super cool. Yep. Um, They're mega, you might say. They're, hey, they're, they're huge, big, huge. <laughs> huge. Um, the third one is the battle for truce break, uh, starring Trug's Trog herd. Uh, and Trug-herd. if Trug is participating in the battle, um, and, and why it, wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Well, it's interesting <laughs> because it's not just like, oh, he has to participate in the battle, but then they never expand on that in the rule, right. Mm-hmm. You could feasibly do it without him, but there yeah. are additional rules that apply to Trug. That's and so same good. thing with King Broad and his. Yeah. Um, because like Trug has his cool laystone ability mm. or different realm stuff. This expands on that. Um, and it just makes them last longer or they do more things and so it's like you kind of want to play as drug because it does this cool stuff uh but this battle plan is all about ley lines you just take all the lines that are dividing your 16 pieces and trug and the tragos are breaking those (laughs) they're literally just smashing ley lines and so you almost need to draw the lines or have string or some way to indicate them oh yeah. yeah so then you can have him tear them apart oh man like gets i was gonna say some like neon blue yarn would be amazing oh that would be perfect as you were 
I just like pulled up the box, like the box set of Trunks Great Trunk Hood on one of the web. I'm like, oh my god, it looks so good. <laughs> it's There's so many model. things I need to paint. <laughs> I can't possibly <laughs> get this, but he's so good. Anyway. Uh, and then the final one, I think is probably my... F- I mean, all of these battle plans have been great. I think yeah. Trugs is my second favorite. This final one is my favorite and how unique it is. And it's, the, it's the Ma Grunta Stampede. Oh, fantastic. Um, this is another army of renown that doesn't have a specific hero. So gotcha. if you're just playing a Ma Grunta Stampede army, you can do this. And... <laughs> I don't know how to describe this in words um, <laughs> because like they, they have a vibe. So yeah. the vibe is you've got the Mogrenta stampede starting on one end of the map. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got the defenders starting like right next to them. Long, uh-huh. like, long ways. Yep. The map is moving. Oh, I love, I was going to say, is it like the Necromunda style, like moving maps? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's like a treadmill. Um, incredible every turn it moves 12 inches and so you have to move 12 inches to yep. get away from it the terrain yep. is moving towards you and if you're <laughs> caught at the edge you just die I um, love it. and so like it it's obviously going to favor the mock run because we're going to be running super fast um but it would be fun like it's basically just like a race or yeah if you're playing someone who is very much a like a Dwarden footbound army. Yep. It's going to be the Mogrentas just running over them and watching them disappear oh, in the distance. So thematic. I really like that. So fun. Um, going back to ley lines. Yes. Just, you know, PSA here. They do sell glow in the dark yarn. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That Again, perfect. Done. where else are you going to get this kind of content? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those are the the battle plans, and each Brilliant. of those include an army of renown. Mm-hmm. These have been making a big splash in the match play world. Mm. Okay, yes, um, we talked briefly about this before we started recording, and we were going to save it. So, yeah. what is the what are people saying about these? So, what an army of renown is? It's a new way to build your army. Think of it mm. as a special. I'm not going to say a sub-faction, because it overwrites even some of your faction rules. Oh, interesting. Um, Think of it like the best example before this is Legion of the First Prince Mm. from Broken Realms, when it's like, oh, pick all your new demons. Like, you're using units. Sure. Um, So, for example, Trug's Trogherd, it has the bad moon, but it reprints the rules because its bad moon is going to be different than the regular mm, gloom spike gets bad right um when you build your army every unit needs to have the gloom spike gets keyword and the trogoth keyword oh okay um, yeah so it's all trolls like that is the entire army and so all of your new battle traits you have new command traits artifacts of oh, power very, very cool yeah and then grand strategy and battle tactics which means you can use them in match play sure they all benefit off of the idea of oh since you can only use trogoth units these are all going to benefit trogoths right right mm-hmm. um which i think is super neat because for example you've got the the Mogrentas, the oryx they already have a sub faction that does yeah. cool things for right like, mounted units this goes deeper because it's like we know you 
we know you can't cheese it as much because sure. we're limiting what you're able we're to really, do. really, really limiting it, yeah. Like, oh, this ability isn't too broken because there's only two units it could apply to, and <laughs> right. it's easy to balance something when you're only thinking about two units. Yes. Um. So, yeah. I'm that, sure that's exactly how the internet has been thinking about exactly, it. Exactly, right. except one of the, <laughs> the benefits is kind of broken. Sure. Um, I mentioned there's the Grunstock Expeditionary Force. Yes. Caradron uh-huh. Overlords. It's any hero that's not unique. Um, and then every other unit has to have the Grunstock keyword. Yep. So it's Grunstock Thunderers and then Gun Haulers. Sure. That's it. That's all you get. Um, that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, I was like, like that doesn't sound so bad. One of the bonuses... Um, <laughs> they handed out something that We've seen them do this before, and it's just not a good, yeah, not mean, a good way to do it. It's the last army of renown, so it's taking me a second to grab just so I can get the right wording. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. In any phase, <laughs> those are great words to hear from about. <laughs> each time a friendly Grunstock expeditionary force unit has shot or fought for the first time in that uh-huh. phase, you can roll a die uh-huh. on a four up. It can shoot or fight for a second time. No. But with minus one. Designers know okay. this ability can be used in your opponent's turn if you're using Unleash Hell. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Not a, it's not a shooting game, so shooting is a little bit powerful. And we're yeah. gonna hand it out double. Even the minus is it might wait, it's minus one to hit? To hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are what what are what is there normal to hit? Decent. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it, good. like a decent. But still, like if threes and yeah. fours. If I it's think. your entire oh, army. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> so like yeah, <laughs> it's powerful, but also like yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, well, there you go. Okay. So so my question, Will, is are the armies of renown distinctly labeled as being uh match play rules or so path to glory the warhammer article the warhammer community article says it said the word match play however the way you can always tell in these books is based on the color right Mm. narrative is always in green match play is always in purple Right. Things like Army of Renown and your core rules that apply to every form of play are in red. In red. So it has the battle tactic, the grand strats, all that stuff that match players need to play. Yeah. But it's not type of play specific. Yeah. You can do that. That's what I was curious. I'm yeah, I'm sure this is causing problems in match play, but yeah, it's it's, I mean, it's very flavorful. It's hard yeah. for me to really get too worked up about it. Right. Well, I'm the, sorry the... people listening are match players. Right, right, right. I mean, if they are at this point, they know. Uh, if you are, you're, you're this far into this podcast. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, just, just come all the way to the dark side. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. They're like, right. In the tournament yeah, setting. Right, right. You're going to totally. see a lot. Like, yeah. You're going to see a lot of this and it's going to be vicious. But yeah, yeah. yeah I think you are. The. One thing I will say to anyone is 
don't buy an army because of this. Don't yeah. Don't buy sixty thunderers. It's the rules are going to change. They're like gonna it's change. not going to. Yep. Like one, the, they're going to change because of a fact, because of an update. But two, when a next edition comes out, who knows if yep. it carries over? Right. Hopefully. It's a, it's a campaign book. Like the shelf life on this is incredibly limited. This yeah. should be seen as if you already have a KO army that is mostly Grunstock thunderers or gun haulers, and you have the majority of this. Right. Congratulations, you have been rewarded. <laughs> right, go have a blast. Same thing. Yeah, I'm just gonna it's say really thank in... you very much because I do have that army. <laughs> right. I yeah, have exactly. a great time. Lovely, this, right? Because it's a cool narrative idea. Like, yeah, yeah. Foot foot slogging KO. Yeah, mm, love it. Well, totally. I'm really foot slogging KO because of the rapid redeployment. Like, I mean, yes, that's sweet. So. But yeah, no, that's no, no, the no, other but narratively, thing. yeah, the idea. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, but, uh, yeah. the rapid redeployment. Well, if you bought an army that's mostly thunderers and gun haulers, you bought an army that was mostly foot slogging. Yeah, and yeah. you've been rewarded with what yeah. is the funniest thing that I wish someone <laughs> would model for me, which is gun haulers can now transport um, your thunderers, and they could do a whole unit because the way they limit it is based on your wounds characteristic which oh. their wounds characteristic is like one or two right and it's up to six so you could have a double reinforced unit of thunderers <laughs> narratively they're hanging off the side like with right exactly. <laughs> well i just want like <laughs> one gun hauler with a bunch of thunderers hanging on like it's black hawk down just careening <laughs> through the sky this is your strike team <laughs> i love that and honestly it is like this isn't a uniquely uh this this is it feels like this is still something we talk about all the time um uh when any conversations of like how do you how do you balance a game in which inherently you are like it, the 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 opportunity cost of like starting a new army painting modeling like getting things like it's not like a um a trading card game um which can still take a long time but you can sleeve up cards and you're kind of ready to go once a new set has been released or whatever, whatever this hobby like takes longer to like, because it's modeling, because it's painting, because it's all of those things. It's, it's, it's always the idea of like, well, how do we balance things in such a way that it's like, it's not going to invalidate people's armies or it's not going to make things too strong without also just like never doing anything. And so, yeah. The, the, while also making money. Whilst also making money. And so it's like, yeah, th this is like, sure. It sounds like this at the moment is like, you know, the, the thing that people are mad about, but I'm like, again, I don't know how, how can you make this game interesting and, and have it change and have it do new things without, this happening sometimes like it doesn't feel like it's a uniquely this book problem so yeah i what's funny like looking back at all the releases i would say since slaves to darkness so we're coming up on almost a year at this point wow yeah every single release since then well almost almost every single release since then everyone has gone this is the new thing this is breaking yeah, the game this is right. breaking, it's terrible right and then right. it blows over the exception, of course, being Corn and Slanesh, where everyone saw those books and went, we're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like every book nope. since then, everyone's like, this army is too strong. It breaks everything. And it's like. Right. It wasn't that long ago when, yeah. when Grotz were uh -huh. taking over the world. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. You so can't true. Oh, look, it's how terrible. We're never going to. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's so true. So who who knows if this is just internet stuff? If Right. Like, don't. 
even me who doesn't know rules, it's like this is pretty strong though. Sure. But like And I'm pretty sure like they aren't even a recent release. Isn't it OCR that are like holding pretty strong? That's my understanding. Yeah. Limited yeah, understanding of I mean, OCR are really like wrecking face with everything. And again, they're not a new release, so it's like, okay, well. Right. Yeah, yeah so totally. Because it took people time to see how they played, how to play against them, and like the the actual meta had to yeah. shift. Like if we think, like, yeah, this is a shooting army, everyone has their opinions on how powerful shooting armies are, and they are, especially with things like the double turn, they can be extra vicious. Yeah. And right. I, I think part of the reaction is just people's reaction to shooting armies in general. Yeah, when, like you say, like Harry was saying, it's it's not a particularly shooty game to begin with. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me just throw out this idea, right, from a game okay. design perspective, right? What if you were to intentionally give players who got new rules a chance to actually be good for like a month right. or two, right? <laughs> what if you were rewarding the people who already played these forces Yep. With a month or who or ran two. out and bought them exactly to have some fun with these brand new mm-hmm. toys, no. wouldn't that be an interesting way to shake up the meta? Every time a yep. new book comes out, everybody gets to be the bad guy for a Sounds month. Sounds terrible, right? Sounds terrible. And, yeah. No, and the, yeah, never and, work. Yeah, never, ever. So, I mean, and, <laughs> and the thing is, like, I built Grunstock Wing when ko came out because i was like this is a cool idea right yeah right exactly yeah. so be like oh well, you're just doing this because of whatever and it's like no like it's narrative like I, yeah. and that's what i love about all four of these armies is they are yeah. specifically a narrative they are mm-hmm. really confined i mean yeah they don't have any options as far as tactics tactics are concerned right because you have a super limited model selection um, even more than a normal army book. And it's like, so once somebody figures out that trick, okay, you're done. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. The, the, the one counter and you're, yeah, you have no flexibility to change it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, all of a sudden your saves are gone for one turn. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You were five one wound models. Oops. It doesn't matter how many <laughs> times you can shoot because you're all dead. Right. Okay. You know, and you know what you can't take in an army of renown unless I'm wrong here? Uh-huh. A Cronspine Incarnate. <laughs> yep, because it doesn't have the right yeah. keyword. Yeah, but, but wasn't Guys, that the most terrible? We're gonna get more in the world? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like that's still in my brain. Is like that was like it feels like it's been seared in my brain. Is like Cronspine incarnate is the worst thing that's ever happened. When are we gonna get more incarnates? I really thought we were gonna get more by now. I I just want to see them. I think they look they're yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's the funniest thing because like I don't know if there's been a nerf of the Cronspine incarnates or anything like that, but. They're suddenly they just, just increase the points. They get cost, just blew right? over. They're I just not in the meta anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like yeah. It's almost like if everyone collectively uh, agreed, like we had our fun. Let's yeah. do something else. Or it's if there were as many people who were who spent all of this money on meta armies as people think. Yeah, we would still have them. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Maybe that type of player doesn't exist as much as they make yeah. it out and that's the other thing yeah. like because yeah yeah I, again i mean i i don't attend a lot of uh, tournaments myself but the one i went and played in and then the one that i just recently visited and got to walk around and w- see there's a little bit of everything out there yeah like, mm-hmm. 
it's not like half the armies I saw were any one one faction. Right. It's mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Well, and like th- there was a big event not too long ago, but I remember like the Honest Wargamer crew, like highlighting the champion, not because, hey, this is the best player and he's great. They were highlighting right. it because, hey, this is a cool guy. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like match players, they're just cool dudes. Like, yeah, yeah he knows how to play the game well, but that's not why he, that's not why people like him because he won. They like him because he was a cool dude who happened right. to win. Like, yeah, there's not as many meta chasers as people think there are. Right. Um, yeah. Including, and that's, it's funny because the people who moan about the meta are the same ones that are trying to beat the stigma of yeah. everyone being meta chased. Like, yes. Like yeah. I, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. There's an imbalance in the game, and it should be called out, hundred percent. But also, like, come on. I mean, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's certainly not the end of the world. Yeah, if the same people are winning tournaments year <laughs> after year, with everything being broken every time it comes out. Then obviously, there's something more than broken rules at play. Yep. We are exactly. in, yeah, we're yeah, right. And as maybe, long as maybe people, they're good at, yeah. maybe yeah. they're good at Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> As long as skill is a defining <laughs> nobody, nobody winning, can be good at Warhammer, right? Yeah, you are only just playing broken things. I I don't know. I can be pretty bad at Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I can aspire yeah. to not be pretty yeah. bad at Warhammer. Yeah, I mean, let's, the let's depths of realistic <laughs> goals. Here. Well, um, yeah. So we have more people in like mass scenario, like wanting to learn Warhammer. So one of the learner games I help facilitate. We, we started talking about the dude who had the loaded dice in the toilet bowl. <laughs> oh my God, like, yeah. The dude was, because like, he was never in contention to actually win the event. Because, right. yes, it is a dice game. Yes, there are odds and chances that if you manipulated, would give you a head, like a foot up. But if your entire strategy is based on rolling well, you were yep. oh never God, going truly. to beat the good players. No, exactly. Right. Never. And so if your entire strategy is based on buying a meta army, you yep. are never going to be a good player yep. who just has played the, their army for a while. Totally. Right. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it like the good dice don't matter unless you're playing the army that yeah. maximizes the good dice mm-hmm. to begin that's with. That's also true. Yeah. Right. But yeah. you know what you have to do? You actually have to put in the work to figure out what that is, weirdly. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Weirdly enough. And you have to be able to to read your opponent's army. You have to be yeah. able to read the table. You need to be pretty good at measuring and positioning models, which is where yeah. I still struggle. Um, you know, <laughs> That's my biggest fallback. Right. Is like, I'm not good at positioning, which I used to... Pl- I used I tried playing X Wing for a little bit. That game is oh, all yeah. positioning. All it positioning. is. It really yeah, is. I, I just yeah. couldn't. I couldn't. It just wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sigmar is like sixty percent positioning, yeah. <laughs> and and it'll forgive a lot of mistakes. Thankfully, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you got to do all that stuff and then roll well. So that's Ko. Caradron, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. So the. The final ones, you've got King Broad Stomp, which this is an interesting one because there's not really a restriction. Um, it almost acts just like a different sub faction mm. because th- th- there are two types of units in uh, Sons of Bayamot Army the different Mega Gargants and right. the regular Gargants. Yeah, sure. And King Broad Stomp doesn't limit, it just says, 
they must be sons of Bayamot. Right. But it changes the battle traits, changes all of those things. So it still plays very differently, even though you're not as constrained. Yeah. Um, and then with the Grunta Stampede, surprise, it's all Gruntas. It's Big ones, small ones, the ones in between. <laughs> it it's matter. what we've all been waiting for. I mean, um, honestly, you know what? Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting because, like, you could play similar armies using the traditional sub-factions. Yeah. I, I've seen people who've seen Trug and Trug's Trog Herd, and they've gone, cool, but there's this other sub-faction we're going to use that is actually, like, better even, maybe? Right, maybe. Um, but the idea is you have another choice, another option. Yeah, um, yeah. That is specifically tailored. And... Path of Glory still works for these. Yeah, they are right. core rules, so you still get the same Path to Glory things because the rules specifically say like what you do replace, right. which is your artifacts, your command traits. Oh, of course, battle yes. traits, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. all that stuff. And you're going to have some built-in restrictions because yeah. the armies of renown represent a specific army from the mm-hmm. history of the mortal realms that we're all telling right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. And and so yeah, you can play that path to glory, but you are going to have some additional restrictions. Yeah, which you kind of like. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. The restrictions don't touch your path to glory rules. Right. No. So no, all of your cool faction path to glory stuff. Yeah, you still yeah. get to do. For example, yeah. uh, I haven't looked at it to see if the synergy is still there, but if you're playing Trug Trog Herd and you're playing Trogoths only, you still get the cool Gloom Spike get mushrooms mushroom stuff oh, excellent. So you can have a cool trog uh chemist if you want oh, that sounds that, like I mean, exactly what i want yeah it's they, they like their mushrooms too exactly and as soon as it explodes he's just going to regenerate anyway oh well exactly <laughs> if anything the trogos and trug should be the one doing it in the first place exactly um <laughs> So I, I want to quick touch on something you kind of skipped over, Will, which is yes. one of my favorite things in the book. Um, under King Broad's stomp, yes, there is a rule called smash it all to bits. Oh, yes. Brilliant. And, <sighs> and once per turn in your shooting phase, you can pick one terrain feature mm-hmm. and one friendly mega gargant within one inch of it and if you do so roll the I dice this is the shooting phase <laughs> on a two plus that terrain feature is sundered then if a terrain feature is sundered roll a dice for each unit that has any models on or garrison in that on a two plus they suffer d3 mortal wounds right yep. finally Amazing. the mega gargant you picked can make a shooting attack in that Brilliant. phase with the hurled terrain missile weapon below and then it gives Incredible. its own rules, and which pairs wow. in so perfectly with the grand strategy, which is flatten the lands. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there are no terrain features on the battlefield. Amazing. Which, like, great. narratively, is just the best. I don't think I I've... Truly, truly the best. Yeah. I don't think I've ever wanted to play a Sons of Behemoth <laughs> army right? as much More, as I do yeah, right um, now. I know. Because... I... Every game, all I'm doing is destroying all the terrain. I don't even I don't even care about the enemy army. Exactly. I will say this was something match players complained about because like oh, but you know, they say you should have eight terrain pieces and you can only do five because it's once per turn. I mean, yeah, that sucks. But it's so fun for us as narrative players. (laughs) All I want to do is be like, hey, nice aqualif. 
<laughs> just grabbing a lumineth off the top of one of their like you know the little shrine things and just yeah. throw like how good is that well and it's better than like their normal ability and like the normal monstrous rampage of destroying terrain because like yeah oh yeah. this terrain piece is destroyed but right. it's still literally on the table yeah no this is you remove that terrain piece so if there's like a building <laughs> yep. blocking something right get it out of there like get it out of that. don't care if you miss just get rid of the building. Yeah, God, that is phenomenal. Well, that is amazing. Can't, all right, this is just me, my brain going crazy. But can't you pair the destroyed terrain feature with the no terrain feature, and therefore destroy up to at least ten terrain features in the board? Yeah, you're I right. So. Actually, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Or more so, match like players. Yeah. <laughs> this is Not where the... you get the info you would never get anywhere get else. This is a secret critical. <laughs> <laughs> narrative match play we're doing we do it all uh, on this podcast we do it, we all. Do it all on this podcast nowhere um, else and is an aqualift to your face <laughs> gonna be a great match play strategy that's all i'm saying uh, the timestamp is going to be different so for those of you at home if you have match play friends who don't know how to play this yeah. army well tell them to listen to at least two hours of the next <laughs> <At least two. laughs> exactly yeah. don't tell them which episode just yeah, tell yeah. them <laughs> two hours <laughs> But it will it will make them win the next tournament. So yeah. they do have to dig through. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does work. <laughs> it doesn't say sundered. It just it's gone. Yeah. No, done. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's really just which one do you want to throw at your opponent, and which one do you <laughs> just want to destroy, destroy? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so good. Um, and then the Magranta one. So the cool thing about Magrantas is. Like, you're thinking to yourself, why are they talking about this thing that already exists? You might be thinking about Gorgrentas, which are small. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's what I was thinking. Yeah. These are the big ones, the Ma Grentas. Mm. Um, Which also, there's a Ma Crusha, which is the big um, wyvern type thing. That's No. Oh, okay. The Ma Crusha is the the thing that the bosses already ride. Yep. So the fact that Gorgrenta upgrades to Ma Grenta means that the Ma Crusha must have a Gore Crusha that is smaller, <sighs> right? Well, well, that's now a great modeling opportunity. There's got to be small ones. Anyways, um, they have a Maybe. thing where they have momentum that carries them forward. Um, and you gain momentum when you do things like charge and attack and move, and you lose momentum when you don't do those things. And this is basically just like, hey, for the first battle round, you don't lose momentum. Oh, cool. You get a a freebie. So if you can't like make that first turn charge, right, you're still good. And then they just also have uh, the the Grunta Wa, which is just anytime they charge while they're declaring a Wa, mortal wounds. Have some. Here you go. Yeah, have some. <laughs> please enjoy please enjoy these models um, and they have their their own monstrous rampages and then like i think just the one cool thing is like command traits and artifacts of power there yeah. are a lot less you're not going to have like six like you would normally if some sure. of these you only have like one but they are super unique and super tailored to this play style so if yeah if the style of play is something you wanted to do anyways Yes, go. For, it's going to allow you to do all this cool stuff, because that's kind of how the artifacts of power work anyway. Where you sort of they they each sort of fit themselves to a particular 
kind of play when you're building and picking your army anyway. Yeah. So this isn't that different than like, um, you know, on the face of it, it looks like you have less choice, but you've already made the choice of like, I am going to be playing with this army of renown. And yeah. so, yeah, I like that. Yeah, like for like you were saying, with Cities of Sigmar, it's like, oh, this artifact can only be taken if you have an an elf sorcerer right. warlord. Yeah, there's one of there's one model that fits that description. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just codifying that. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, Brilliant. Well, what a book! Yeah. It sounds like the, I mean, truly, like really, truly. Um, I mean, so I'm literally like put it into a shopping cart while we were uh, recording this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, truly, like this sounds like such a fun, like so so much stuff in here. Yeah. Um, and with the caveat, like I kind of mentioned at the top, unfortunately, this yeah. book doesn't have things for every narrative player. Sure. Um, but if you are Cities of Sigmar, Iron Jaws, Caradron, Sons of Bayamot, and Gloomspite Gits, there's a lot of really cool stuff in here for you. Yeah. And if you get this book for the story, which I think you should anyways, because it's a really yeah. good story, or, you know, listen to the story phase. Yeah. Um, you can then cannibalize these rules, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. Just take them. Yeah. Uh, and turn them to your own, because who's to say you couldn't be leading your own army of Daughters of Cain on their Blood Crusade, which is 100% a thing in their yeah. battle film, is they have their own version of Dawnbreaker right. Crusades. <laughs> right. Use these rules. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's entirely, I think that's exactly right. Um, I, I, you know i think if we if every new release uh we the, the priority was we have to give at least a rule to every army i feel like every release would actually end up feeling not very they would be really shallow because it, yeah. would, it would be like you know sometimes in the story there's not reasons for people to be etc cetera, etc cetera. and so you know over the course of a release you know we will get rules for everybody, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we focus. And that is exactly what you're saying. Will is exactly right. Where it's like, just because the, 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 the book says this is a cities of Sigma thing. There is literally nothing stopping you as a narrative player from being like, here is my OCR like crusade to like establish a new bone tithe. Right. Like yeah. there's nothing that stops you from adapting it and using it for that. Um, and so, yeah, if any of these themes is really like approaching these books with like themes in mind of like, if these themes sound like things that you want to do and explore um, with your narrative play, pick it up. Like you will be able to use them for sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, you have to remember broken realms. Those yeah. books did not have rules for everyone. in each right. book, it was split up. We only had predictions that this would have rules for everyone because Harbingers did. Right. right. Right, and Harbingers did such a great job of really creating a seat at the table for everybody that plays mm, this game. Yeah, uh, you know, with the with the the four Harbingers that you can take in yeah, your uh, campaigns, yeah. and just all the great ways to include them in your story. Um, they they did a really really good job of that, yeah. and I think we're going to see a little bit more zooming in and, and focusing mm -hmm. on different parts of this big story as yeah. it goes on um, over the next few books. And so, yeah, maybe not everybody will get all the toys in every book, but I think if you started with Harbingers, 
you're already invested in in the story yeah. of the Dawnbringers, and it's only going to get more and more awesome as the the additional books yeah. come out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, you you get the first book. Like if you're only buying for rules, get Harbingers, and then wait for mm. the book with your faction in it. Yeah. If, yeah. um, but the story itself is kind of yeah. why you're there. Um, yeah, truly. Here's something I was just thinking of while you were talking, Harry. Um, maybe a fun way to start rounding up the episode, which is yeah. there are future books coming out. Yeah. There may be zoom-ins. It may include more armies of renown. What would be an interesting theme in an army you'd like to see an army of renown focus on? Love that. That's a great question. I'm going to go with Stealing Your Thunder, Hobgratz. No, <laughs> make an army of renown of Hobgrats where they become battle line, but you can use any hero out of the cruel boys. That'd be yeah. great. What would be yeah. um, their defining play style kind of thing? Um, I don't know, like go with what chaos dwarves were in the old world and have them be things that literally blow up and sacrifice themselves in order. Yeah. For their I was going to yes. say more explosives. Yeah. yeah. And they would inherently be a swarm army. Like, exactly on top of that maybe some traps they they blow up and then come back with prosthetic limbs yep. the next battle round <laughs> i've got i've got mine okay go for go for it it would be an ideneth deepkin army on stranger tides which is Ooh. you can only use the big sea creatures like any unit mm, that nice. is riding some kind of i'm not super versed on the ideneth right. Right, 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 right. Uh, rules exactly <laughs> but they're like yeah you can only like you are you're you're mounted putting your models down on the table and yeah. everything is a shark or a turtle or a fish of some kind all achillean yeah, yeah exactly that exactly. would be great that would um, be great and that'd be cool to some you know sort of specialized monstrous rampages and stuff that i think mm-hmm. that would be uh be very fun yeah that's a good or one. even tides yeah. that like kind of wash people like uh the, yeah anyway um let's see i'm gonna go biased here and uh say an all dark oath uh yeah. slaves to darkness one yeah. that really focuses on the dark oath characters maybe maybe they'll release a dark oath character on a mount and uh and that could lead an all dark oath um army of renown cool. that would be super cool um yeah because the ones I was going to go for were either Hobgrads or <laughs> a different Slaves to Darkness one. <laughs> so I am going to give a cheat answer, which isn't one, but multiple, which is yeah. armies of renown for the different chambers of Stormcast. Mm. Oh, that would be really cool. Like, you yeah. know what? You are doing a sacrosanct army. You yeah. are getting <sighs> rules for sacrosanct. You are doing be, Vanguard Auxiliary instead of... Because right now, because the range is so big, you can pick and choose, and you have the different yeah. artifacts, and there are synergies that maybe they didn't anticipate people leaning into, and just yep. giving your funnel. Like, you know what? Yep. You are our wizard force. You are the mobile force. You that are would be great. the vanilla guys. And it, that would be awesome just to see the chambers have yeah, meaning again yeah, yeah. exactly like they're, there. they're part of the lore and, and of course you can collect to that if that's something you're interested in but to see some special rules just for doing that that would be yeah. awesome yeah, definitely yeah because as much as people including myself have complained like oh i feel like cities of sigmar is like too segregated and like which heroes give bonuses and you're kind of forced into these 
like boxes. Yeah. Stormcast could deal with a little bit of that. <laughs> they could. A little bit. They really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to, like, you know what? Maybe this hero mostly helps. Um, the re- What is it? The Redeemer? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the normal ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And make the Lord Celestine just help, you know, the, the Redeemer chamber yeah. or, or, uh, you know, the, the, um, uh, keep the vanguard the chamber with the vanguard you yeah. know something All like right. that i got a question for you with this book we also got a battle tome supplement for iron jaws oh, yes that. so what faction are we going to get a battle tome supplement for next Ooh. Ooh. i i would go with archaeon but like go back to the old school where it's just Ooh. the varen guard and oh, yeah. with the uh, the eyes of the nine, the the zinch sorcerers on yeah. disc, and that's it, and that's your army. That's cool. Hmm. I like it. Um. Okay, this might be unpopular because it's going to go against all of the rumors that have been going around about the next edition. I was good. Yeah, Skaven. Uh, yeah, I I don't. People are like Skaven's going to be the next edition starter, and we're going to get a whole oh. range refresh. That doesn't. Probably not. Um, That's co- yeah. I'm just, like that will come at some point. I don't think it will be the next yeah, edition. Just though. just because people want it so badly. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say like you're gonna get a few units redone that are yeah. cooler. You're gonna get a few new units. You're gonna get the yeah. the same thing the Iron Jaws did. They redid the battle line unit, and then yeah. you got another cool unit, and then some heroes. Yep. Skaven are gonna get that, and they're gonna get a battle tome supplement that goes with it in the next mm. book. I really think it's going to be um, fleshy to chords. Like, I think we're going to get the Summer King. We're going to get, again, like you say, a couple of like, we're going to get the the redone things, a couple of new units. And that will be the supplement, I feel like. But, but they owe us a, a full battle. Tour yeah, they're getting a full point. battle. Tour. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> yeah. Duh, duh. No, no, this I like is, this. I'm sick no, no, no. great. The internet battle was over just getting a battle tome supplement instead Absolutely. of a battle tome. <laughs> they don't get a battle tome. You could print it out and stick it in your second edition one and be happy with it. <laughs> that new battle tome, something else entirely. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going with the Paul, the Paul, like outrageous, yeah. like yes, thing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there there is still room for one new faction to come out. This. Uh, this edition. Yep. Um, what could it finger, be? Fingers crossed it's either Chaos Duarden or Kurnathi. Yeah. I was like, if it's not, if it's not um, Malarian, I'm going to be very Ooh, upset. Yeah, that's another yeah. good call. Yeah, because what was it? At the end of first edition, they did a brand new army, Idaneth, written with the next edition rules in mind. Yeah. End of second edition, technically, it was a new technically army battle tome. Of strictly Soulblight Grave Lords, even though you could, even though the keywords existed and you could build similar armies using Legions of Nagash, yeah, right. technically was a new army, yeah, new new faction, new battle team, right. at least, written with the next edition in mind. And that those are all in like winter, early spring, so who knows? Right. Yeah, Hobgots are are already out there, but they're. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if I talked about it on on the show if it was just in the Discord, but it could be the Grimble battle tome. Grimbles, of oh, course, wow. being the little dudes who hang out on King Broad, 
that oh, they've never yeah. seen. Yeah. I I have coined the term Grimble. Love it. Um, and there have been a few rumor engines that are like they look tiny and like this with weird three fingered hands, and like yep. Grimbles have three fingered hands. This is Grimble. It's like it's you know what it's a it was all it's a whole new army of just little little dudes, <laughs> <laughs> just little guys, and they're gonna yep. be called Grimbles. <laughs> Excellent. No, and I know. They can ally. They can only ally with the gargoyle. Yeah. Whatever. Oh no, 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 not the oh. mega gargants. The um, the the city of Sigmar, the gargoyle. Yeah, the gargoyle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Plus yeah, yeah. the little guys that are on Trug, right? Yes. The little Troglings. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Little yeah. guys unite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that they call them Troglings. Like, <laughs> like, so good. Yeah. It's only an army of baby trogoffs and trogling yep. as soon as they become adults they are out they get shot yeah, you got yeah you go back to whatever army you your battle tome came from i know yeah. what battle tome supplement you want harry the, the combined dwarden supplement oh yeah where it just oh, gives yeah. you oh, yeah. like um alliance abilities and a couple new that, things yeah yeah the, just, the dwarden ale holds would be exactly oh, amazing yeah, that would and be very cool you can use anything yeah. that has a dwarden keyword yep and well, and of course grombrindle and um and uh uh Gotrick. yep yeah. exactly i i'm surprised none of the existing armies of renown pulled in like cross faction units per se like i feel like that it's was an army of renown that was like dwarden focused would be pretty yeah. cool um yeah if you hyper restrict what comes with it like yeah right you can't just pick and choose all the best stuff it kind of funnels you into a type of yeah. play and i think that'd be interesting yeah i mean my 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 vision for the the dwarden aleholds would be very similar to the orc warclans where mm. if you play as a sub faction or a, not a sub faction but like one of the subtypes you get their specific right. uh faction abilities but if you're going to do the combined one the the big wall if you will yeah. you you lose some of those in yeah. order to gain the the ability to take take everyone and yeah the fact like a they didn't have the idea for a battle tome supplement when they made the Oric War Clans book. I feel like that would be a better way of doing it. You've got it different Dwarden books. Yep. And the supplemental free thing, or put it in a campaign book like this. Right. That allows yep. you to do that. So that way it's, it's not like altogether. you're not cutting things off of these factions to yeah. fit them into right. one battle tome. Right. And the nice thing about like you mentioned that the armies of renown is you do lose your faction abilities and yeah. replace them with something right. else. So you could do that in order to avoid some wonkiness of, of combining faction abilities. Yeah. Well, dear listeners, our fire has at last burned down to embers and we must take to the path once more. If you enjoyed your time with us, consider leaving us a positive review on your podcast platform of choice or you can leave a tip over on our Patreon at themortalrealms.com forward slash Patreon. If you'd like to share your stories with us, you can head on over to our Twitter, at Path to Story. Is Twitter still a thing right now? Do we know? It's called X and X maybe... A, I refuse to call it X. Maybe by the uh, time this episode comes out, they start charging money for it, so maybe <laughs> not. Well, what, what you can do for sure, regardless of the fate of that website, is you can chat with us on our Discord at themortalrealms.com forward slash Discord. Finally, if you'd like to keep his company on the road, Will, where can they find you online? Um, Discord's going to be the best place to find me. 
as long as it's free, I will still be on Twitter as Age of Sever. I have a Threads account as uh, Age of Sever. Uh, I haven't touched it in a bit, though, so maybe not there. But I am also on Blue Sky just as Ooh. Sever, and I've been a lot more active there. A lot more Warhammer people there now, too. Oh, that's exciting. Fabulous. Paul, how about you? Uh, they can find me at PJ Shard. Harry. Uh, yeah, the best place to find me, uh, like Will said, is probably on the Discord. Um, but if you insist on trying to find me on Twitter or threads, uh, it's going to be at Toy Soldier Fun. Amazing. Yeah, truly more and more. Uh, we've used this analogy on the show before, but the, the Discord really is the 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 lone city of Sigma in the just the the, the chaos wastes that is the internet these days. So uh, <laughs> if, if, if you want to, you know, a real safe place to find us, uh, that is it. If you want to try and find me online, uh, you can find me at underscore magpie paints on Twitter for now and uh, on Instagram as well. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you again soon. Oh, I'm too